two, one. Good to have you back. What's up? Very glad to do this again. Um, So the kid you were talking about, uh, his name's Santi. Nice guy. Real nice kid. And he, like, he does, you want to crack open a beer? Yeah, go for it. Uh, He does fucking, um, thank you. He does, like, videography and shit. And then I guess a year and some change ago, or maybe just under a year or something like that, he, uh, he decides that he's watched way too many fucking uh, To Catch a Predator videos. And he's like, there seems to be a lot of these. I'm going to go find me some. Okay. And that's just what he does. Is he, he goes out with like his... Cheers, by the way. Cheers. Good to see you cheers, again, buddy. Very good to see you. Yeah. It's the compa, baby. That's really good. <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. It's probably that sells is, the most. That is really good. Uh, since Marble likes to leave me on red... Um, Steelbender. I'm looking for sponsors. Steelbender. Please. Gotcha. Marble, I'm so open to you, but you're ghosting what's me. what's up. And it's sad. Um, anyway, so he, him and his fucking camera crew, which is like his cousin, and then like, um, some of the like random friends that just tag along, they just go out and do it like a couple times a month. And like, it's fun. Dude, he's, he's a funny cat, yeah. man. Like he, That's uh. Cool. Like, he had a couple of videos, or he has a video on his Rumble where he's, like, he's dressed up as fucking Spider-Man. And then he had one where, like, one of the pedophiles tried to fight him. And as, as Spider-Man? Yeah. Yeah, oh. yeah he's, like, in, a, in, like, a onesie. Like, a oh, latex yeah. onesie. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's a funny kid, man. How have you been? That's cool. You've been busy as shit doing fucking acting and... Uh, yeah. Um, as much as you're able to talk about that, I know it's kind yeah, of on hold now because no. like the strikes and shit. We, but. we can definitely get into some stuff. There's, I mean, you know, I'm not gonna spoil the plot or anything, but <laughs> um, yeah, been been busy doing that. I, uh, for those that don't know, I did a, a Netflix movie um, from around March to about May, mid May, June. Uh, really cool experience of this year of this year yeah this past couple months did y'all manage to actually finish shooting yeah yeah oh, we, we this was like the last one of the last projects that um was able to finish before the strike y'all squeaked right right, yeah. right out of there yeah and also i am not sag i am sag eligible okay um but you know once after the strike ends yeah I'll, most likely good I will. shit I'll, I'll join SAG. good shit but um yeah crazy experience you know big budget Netflix movie about a cool story with a lot of really cool people involved. Everyone that worked on it was sick. Loved it. Um, can't wait to do the next one. <laughs> I know you told me a little bit about what it's about. Are you able mm-hmm. to talk about that publicly, what it's about? Uh, yeah, yeah, for the most part. I'm, I'm like, uh, I don't know. Like, I, I, I do kind of, I think the casting story is pretty entertaining and pretty funny, and I'm sure I can talk about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for those that don't know, it's called uh, Res Ball on uh, Netflix and uh, produced by LeBron James. Uh, it's the same people that did uh, House Party, the new White Men Can't Jump, um, and some some of the new Space Jam. Oh, the people okay. that yeah, so they they literally put us in basketball camp for <laughs> like the first like week and a half, and it was it was wild, it was very intense. But um, the people that did uh space jam and like swaggers on apple tv i think and a couple other basketball movies uh were the ones that handled the um the basketball on this and uh yeah these dudes can hoop i cannot hoop at all. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I how long was the camp i suck um 
Yeah, like, like we, I think we started doing, well, I auditioned back in like, I don't even know, like February or January, I think. Got a call back, got, I sent in some more tapes for a role that I was auditioning for. I ended up getting a different role. Um, but um, That's really fucking good. Yeah, it's good. That's it's really good. This should not be yeah. that good. Still Banner's good. Still Banner's got some good, some good so stuff. Good. Okay, really anyway, good. so you, sent, <laughs> yeah, you sent in a tape for one role. What did yeah. you originally audition? Audition for uh, one a different character. Okay, it's it's a basketball team um, of you know it's high schoolers. You know there's there's ten of us, um, and the, the story is actually kind of wild. They basically just put out a giant casting call to like any indigenous res baller basically, <laughs> and you know we get to the the callbacks and everything, <clears throat> and uh, they said that they got over five thousand submissions of of just these ten spots basically, wow. and it's, it's wild. And um, I get the call back, and I got the chemistry read to do, like, with, with potential castmates and, and whatnot. And uh, they had us meet at the ABC facility, just kind of, like, down the road, actually, here in Old Town. Um, and there we did uh, chemistry reads, like, just reading off the script. And then they also were like, all right, bring basketball shoes, because you guys are going to hoop in front of everybody, <laughs> dude. Yeah, it was wild. Jeez. And, uh, well, that was part of the audition. Like when you submitted your first one is, you know, read the lines and then, you know, we needed a couple of videos of you like actually hooping and like shooting around and whatnot. So I, I did mine. Did you have any experience playing basketball? Uh, no, just kidding. I, like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you would not think that I did because well, I don't, um, but yeah, I played like once, like one season when I was like a, I don't know, fifth grade. And then I, you know, I, I hooped to like friends and like at the gym and stuff. So yeah. yeah. You know, I, I played soccer in college, so it kind of just translates athletic. Instead of your feet, you're using your hands. Yeah, yeah, I suck at that. <laughs> <laughs> and what about, like, acting? Have you done any acting prior to this, um, taking, like, classes and shit? Yeah, in undergrad, I did. Well, I was involved in my school's film program. Um, the casting director, who actually sent me the res ball, the initial res ball um, audition, has been, you know, sending me stuff for... A while now so like I've, I've auditioned for you know reservation dogs on hulu uh dark winds on amc just wrapped up the second season i've heard um, of that yeah. yeah and a lot of people that worked on dark winds actually worked on res ball i'm proud to announce that the podcast is now officially sponsored by the fine people over at chop chili company guys this is some of the best chili you can get here in the state of new mexico and they are online as well as in stores they can be found at smith's alberson sprouts John Brooks, and Lowe's Corner Market. They have three amazing flavors that you see here, and they also have frozen green chili that you can get online. Go on over to the website, chopchilico.com, and get yourself some amazing chili today. So it's kind of really... It's honestly a pretty small community when it comes to indigenous filmmaking and, and people within the, the scene. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, you meet one person, and they work on you know everything else, but... Um, it's really cool. Everyone is super nice and, and really, you know, just in your corner because, you know, these, these are stories that need to be told and, and, and are finally, everyone's super happy that they're actually getting made and, and doing well too. Like yeah. Reservation Dogs is killing it. So is Dark Winds. And, and yeah, this, this is going to be a pretty cool movie too. So. <laughs> so you end up getting casted for a role. You go do your... Your chemistry oh, reads yeah. and you're actually playing basketball yeah. together. So they, um, out of the five thousand, they narrowed it down to about thirty, and the thirty that were 
um, that were invited to the ABC facility. Um, they were from everywhere, dude. They were from like uh, Canada, Green Bay, San Francisco, you know, you name it, everywhere, everywhere across the uh, world, basically. <laughs> Holy yeah. shit. Um, and they were like, uh, you know, we'll do some simple warm ups and stuff. And they're like, all right, we're just going to start doing basketball stuff <laughs> yeah and I, was like, I was just like looking around and they're like if you can dunk dunk it and like splash three and i was like oh dude no <laughs> and uh yeah i'm just seeing dudes just throwing it down and like i i'm like i'm talking to them and they're like yeah i played at you know this school so-and-so d1 d juco naia and i was like that's cool man it's cool i uh i got the audition part <laughs> i got it submitted yeah um and it's actually a really funny story, kind of wholesome, actually. My dad is a hooper. He, he hooped. He still hoops, actually. Um, you know, he was really good growing up, and uh, I didn't own a pair of basketball shoes. So I literally had to go to get my dad's old basketball shoes out of the garage and then pull up to the, to the audition with those. And, uh, yeah, I got a little like Mike energy <laughs> with those shoes. So I got the part. So. Were they your <laughs> size? Cool. Like, did they actually fit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, nice. they fit, yeah. Nice, good shit. Um, but yeah, no, they uh, they were just telling everybody, um, you know, we're going to just do basic basic drills, you know, whoever, uh, you know, like the actual, like the leads of like the bigger parts of the movies, they had their own kind of like, basically what they did in the, the uh, basketball portion was like, all right, I need everybody who's auditioning for blank, come right now to the court, you know, and then everyone who's auditioning for this, this, and this, come court right now. Bring yeah. the mic a little bit closer to you. Yeah, I got you. Feel free to fuck with it yeah. and move it around. These are um, durable as shit. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the ones that were... And they, they really did their homework, and they really, you know, made sure that they casted people that could actually hoop and do the movie justice. And, you know, they, they could. Yeah. I mean, I'm not... I'm the anomaly, I guess. <laughs> but, um, yeah, they basically just put everybody up uh, and they f were filming in front of producers, directors, like, you know, 80s and everything. And uh, they is, just started filming. Is the filming. director someone that's like kind of like a bigger name? Or yeah, no, it's uh, Sydney Freeland. She's uh, she's directed a couple episodes of Reservation Dogs. She's done um, uh, Drunk Town's Finest, a couple other movies. And then I, th I think she's done uh, like some Grey's Anatomy Okay. Um, episodes so she's got some she's, experience yeah, 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 she's, behind she's, her that's she's awesome she's phenomenal she was really really great to work with along with literally everybody on the cast and crew and everybody that was a part of it it was just you know that's like a once in a lifetime ass. experience for sure um well, i mean hopefully not right for you no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um i don't know i could die tomorrow and be happy with the the whole experience but um I won't, so it's cool. <laughs> Hopefully. Uh, yeah, no, they, they basically just started filming everybody, and they're like, they literally were like, all right, 1v1, hoop, now, in front of everybody. And in, in front of the people that you're auditioning, you know, it's competitive. Like, you're going, I'm going for your role. You're going for my role. Right. Um, and like I said, these guys, it's, it, they can hoop. Like, <laughs> they can, like, actually hoop. And uh, they're filming, and all the producers and everybody, they're all watching. And, uh, yeah, I, fuck. Whatever. <laughs> I guess I squeaked why. Um, or maybe they saw something you know. in you, dude. No, yeah. My killer basketball skills. Uh, <laughs> hey, I mean, uh, you made it. I mean, one yeah, way or no, another, no. you made it. Give yourself a yeah. little more credit, bro. No, you we, did it. Yeah, and I'm, I'm super proud of that. And I'm super proud of all of, of the uh, the cast they chose, too, because they're all just great dudes and 
you know, they're all just, you know, going to be working. So that's awesome. Yeah. Um, But yeah, did that. And then it was literally like, like in high school tryouts, they lined up everybody and she was, and Sydney was just like, all right, if I call your name, step forward. If I don't, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Kick rocks. Yeah. And uh, they called name, just uh, name after name after name. And I was just going down the list, and I was like, oh, my goodness. Uh-oh. Well, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> and then she was like, all right. Oh, oh and uh, Jaron Robledo, yeah. yeah. Come on. And I was like, oh, <laughs> dude, that's cool. <laughs> See, yeah. um, so I, th- yeah. this is them picking the 10 of you out of the 30 that they already whittled down to. They picked, like, 12. Okay. Because they were still kind of debating who was going to take, like, the main the two bigger roles. Hmm. And uh, they took pictures, like they were just taking team pictures to see like who would look, you know, just trying to get looks and just trying to get aesthetics, yeah. trying to see what the vision would look actually look like now that we're narrowing it down. And uh, yeah, I got the call, or I got the email from the casting director um, maybe a couple hours after that. And she was like, it's looking pretty good. Um, but the thing with Netflix productions is that they don't get the like the directors and, and producers don't get the final say. It's like Netflix gets the final say. So right. Because they're the ones making the investment. They're yeah. the ones with the head yeah. producers and shit. Right. Yeah. And so they basically just like have people that vet you and be like, all right, does this guy have any, you know, like weird, you know, convictions or whatever. Like, right. you know, whatever. Whatever. They anything. ran the yeah. biggest background yeah. check on you. Yeah. Um and, you know, she was like, You you're for you're the choice for, you know, the role. It's just up to, you know, producers and, you know, the, the higher-ups. And that whole day, I was just, like, checking my email just constantly, oh, just, just sure. refreshing, refreshing, refreshing. And, uh, you know, I, I finally got the one. It's like, all right, it looks, it looks pretty good. And then I finally got the one that says, like, yep, you got it. Yep, okay, here's the offer. Yep, okay, you're good. Sign it. Good. Where were you yeah. when you found that email? Uh, on my couch, I think. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wasn't doing anything. I was just waiting for this email. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think I was just, just kicking it at, at my house and I honestly was just kind of surprised. Not, I'm um, not, not surprised cause, um, it just didn't really feel real, honestly. And I was like, Whoa, this is like happening. And then in the email casting director, she was like, yeah, get ready to quit, like quit your job and like your life's going to change basically. And I was like, okay, well maybe we'll see. I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, so far it's, it's pretty cool. That's <laughs> awesome, man. Well, fucking congratulations. Yeah. Thank, you. Thank you. Yeah. I, so I mean, cool. I, I want to congratulate everybody that worked on it too. And you know, all the other castmates, you know, I, they're just, it was awesome. And cast and crew was dope. So, and you know, I, especially like growing up in New Mexico, I didn't, to be quite honest, and half of it, especially as I grew up, like into my late teens, into my twenties, it was for matter of ignorance and just lack of looking into it. And then I feel like another half of it was like the APS school system and the schools that I went to didn't really put a huge highlight on like indigenous history yeah. Oh, yeah. and, and really learning about what happened and yeah. like outside of just, yeah, the people came and um, the native Americans that moved off land. Like that's pretty much all they really teach you. And to dig any deeper than that, you got to do your own research. Right. And frankly, I haven't. I still haven't done enough of my own. But what I have noticed on the media side is, like you just brought up a little bit ago, all these stories, whether it's in a TV show or a film format, 
they're getting brought to life yeah. more and more and more. And of course, the major one in October is going to be uh, Killers of the Flower. Oh uh, yeah, that was uh, Killers of the Sunflower Moon. Killers of the Flower Flower Moon. Flower Moon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, with Scorsese, Scorsese. Yeah, and fucking DiCaprio and uh, Brendan Fraser mm-hmm. and De Niro. That movie is coming for every fucking yeah. Oscar. It's wild. It's 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 crazy to see, you know, this big mainstream push for, you know, something that's it's always been a rich culture. It's just now that they're being made and the stories are being told and people are like, Whoa, this is cool. Right. <laughs> who, who would have thought? Well, cause yeah. up until what, like maybe three, four years ago, mm-hmm. five years ago, it's been like, okay, young guns. Yeah. And then, and then like yeah. Tonto from fucking Lone yeah. Ranger. Yeah, that's really been like the major. Unless I'm missing something. Uh, yeah, not 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 anything you know. Really, well, it, like obviously yeah, Pocahontas, yeah. but that right. was the most like, yeah, like watered down, like yeah. like yeah. kidified representation of yeah. what may or may not yeah. have happened with that story. But what's cool is that during that time. Is when people kind of recognize that. For free, I'm gonna continue. I'm just gonna yeah, check the cameras. People just kind of recognize that, and they're like, uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a difference. And so there's been a lot of really cool people that just started pushing their own, you know, like making making their own vision happen. And uh, as a result, we get a cool Netflix movie next uh, next year. So. That's so fucking awesome. Yeah. Dude. I'm excited. Yeah. Me too. I'm very <laughs> Way more excited. than you do. I know. Oh, I'm yeah. sure you are, yeah. bro. I'm very excited for you. Yeah. No, it'll be it'll be really cool. So, what was the basketball camp like? They whittle you guys down. Yeah. You've got 12 people. Yeah. Well, so how soon after the email was the camp? Uh, the camp was on Thursday. Got the confirmation, I think, on Friday or Saturday, and they're like, "All right, Monday, 8 a.m. Good to go. Let's go." Oh and, shit. Uh, yeah. They they picked everybody. Everybody got confirmed. They flew in everybody. And it's kind of funny. I was so it's me, and one other um, dude from Rio, from Rio Rancho. Shout out Jojo. Uh, we're the only ones from here. The rest, oh. yeah, the rest were all from, out not New Mexico. Oh um, shit! Yeah. So, but all these people obviously had like they were all Native American, had Native American background. Yeah. Oh yeah. But they just through life path had, like, yeah, moved yeah. off to different places and yeah, a bunch. Everyone like there's three Navajo kids on one of them. Uh, and they're all from you know just different tribes regionally and you know awesome. Canada and whatnot. But um, yeah, a lot a lot of really cool people. And honestly, if you want to give it a, a give it a goog, <laughs> just look at Resball Netflix. You can get the rundown on Deadline and uh, a bunch of other um, tabloids, whatever. But um, yeah, dude, basketball camp was cool. Like uh, come Monday morning, they were like eight a.m. or like nine a.m. whatever it was for two hours. And they worked us, bro. Um, they brought in two, uh, well, three. The the head um, athletics coordinator. He's done everything from like, I want to say like, remember the Titans to Moneyball to like basically any every other every sports movie ever is he he's been in it. Like he's he's <laughs> the guy that does the the sports coordinating. That's awesome. Wild. And uh, they brought in <clears throat> Ashanti. He was really cool. He played uh, professional overseas, and then Nicole from. Uh, she played at like UCLA and I think Ohio State, and then um, her actually her brother actually plays for the Celtics right now. Um, it's kind of kind of wild, but anyways, yeah, they they literally just ran us through team camp basically, just to get us into shape and then to, to 
not only work on you know just fundamental basketball skills because like they all had them they they know what they they they've been doing it since they were kids but they they had like you know me and like a couple other kids that were like you know obviously on a different level and you know they just worked on getting us up to speed and making us look like actual ballers on a team that can translate to camera um and so we ran a bunch of plays so a lot of the plays that are in the movie they're just like you know real life plays that teams have ever done and it's just over and over again just like getting it down making it look realistic um but yeah that was really cool and then after basketball uh camp would we would go to the netflix studios and do like two hours of acting classes and then after that we would uh like break for lunch and then after you know at lunch we would actually do uh some time with uh, a navajo teacher for navajo class because um the Navajo language is like a really big part of the movie and they just really wanted to make sure everything was authentic and, and, and translates, ass. you know, as much as possible. And yeah. that's why it's, it's a really, really cool project. So well, that's awesome that yeah. they took the time to actually make sure oh, that, yeah. that there's real yeah. people who live the life yeah. of whatever, whatever facets being highlighted in that movie. Mm-hmm. You have people that live that life yeah, because they yeah. know well, A, obviously it just makes everything better. Yeah. But B, <laughs> if they fuck that stuff yeah. up, they are going to get dragged oh, yeah. through the ringer. Dude, Navajos are not, are not <laughs> when, you, when you butcher the language, dude, on camera. Uh, dude, my mom is probably the worst one, dude. She uh, Navajo is her first, her first language. Um, is that the tribe you're from? Yeah, so my okay. mom's Navajo, um, and then my dad's uh, Mojave from uh, Lake Havasu. Okay. Yeah, and... Uh, yeah, her and her, you know, eight siblings grew up in a, a literally a, a hogan, like maybe a little bit bigger than this this room. It's it's wild, Damn. and uh, yeah, they want to they want to make sure it's authentic for real. That's awesome. So yeah, I'm, I, I'm well, not only that, it, it it just made it pushed like us as the cast to be like, okay, there's a lot you know riding on this. Let's you know actually work our asses off to you know do yeah. the best job we can. Right. Um. Because it's just, it really is bigger than us, for sure. It's a whole culture. It's a whole people. It's a whole movement. And it's, well, and you guys yeah. are actively a part of history. Like, yeah, you guys absolutely. are laying the groundwork yeah. and really setting the path for what TV and film can do right. with these type of stories and how much care that's we put into it. Everything, from, like you just said, from the, the people that are choosing to do basketball camp, the people that are choosing to run the acting classes the uh navajo classes and then the people they cast like you yeah like if they just if they cast just a bunch of yucksters right, right. who just don't really give a shit want a paycheck want to make a name yeah. for themselves that's gonna not only translate to camera but then it's like oh well because like so it's netflix doing this so then amazon right warner brothers if they ever get their shit together and yeah. any other major production company they're gonna look at that and go, oh well. I mean, if Netflix doesn't really give a shit about these stories, why would why we? You, yeah. No, so sure. that's yeah. that's awesome that they're taking the care to do that. Yeah. No, we definitely. I'm, I'm very confident and proud of the product, or not product, but the vision that and, yeah. and project that will that will you know you'll see on on your TV. Well, and that's what it is too. Months. What is a product? You know what I mean? It's a it's a, it's a solid investment yeah. that's going to turn into a yeah. good product, and yeah. then like I said, that's going to be a major. Um, not trendsetter, but it's gonna it's gonna be a major uh, milestone in right. this pathway of bringing these stories to life in a more authentic way. Right. Um. So, how long were you guys doing these different classes and camps until you actually hit day one shooting? Oof. 
man. Uh, I want to say probably like ten, eight or eight to ten days, I think. Um, and that that was just a pretty rigorous schedule because. How long were your days? Um, uh, honestly, not that long. Like like a nine to five, but. You so know. you finish like after the the Navajo portion. Yeah, um, but they would also do. You know, you'd have to go do fittings. You'd have to go do you know paperwork. You'd have to go. Mm. Uh, you know, just there's a lot of lot of stuff. There's a lot that goes into making a movie, dude. Um, and I want to hear. I love this shit, yeah, dude. No, so I, I want to hear about I, all we of can, it. We, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> I don't want to give it away. <laughs> um, yeah, I hope I don't get in trouble. Uh, what if I get cut from it, like Chris D'Elia? Ah, <laughs> uh, okay, but Chris D'Elia. <laughs> yeah. did, you know what? You know what killed me about the Chris D'Elia <laughs> situation? I want to clarify. I've known this dude for about a year and a half now. He's not a weirdo. I just want to put that out there. He's not a weirdo. Cast yeah. him in your fucking movies. Yeah. He's a nice guy. But the thing with Chris D'Elia that fucking kills me because I was never the biggest fan of his stand up. Like I thought no, it was. I, th- I thought it was fine. Yeah. But just like he had a he had a shtick mm-hmm. and he had an audience that loved that shtick. And right. fair enough. Right, fair enough. Right. I just didn't like like the hyper specific like facial movements and the neck movement. Yeah, like yeah. I was like, I get why it's funny, like on paper. It's just not tickling my yeah. funny bone. So fair enough. But what killed me about his shit is did you watch the show You? Yeah. On Netflix? Yes, yeah. So yeah. he played a fucking pedo. Yeah, that and in workaholics. Cr- yeah, a cr- oh, I didn't see him in workaholics. Oh, that was hilarious. He got it pulled. His lawyers and everything, his team got it pulled because it's I mean Pretty funny <laughs> Sorry, Because he plays a pedophile and they do. Uh, in what cut- season? Uh, I don't remember. Did it ever point. air? Yeah, it aired for sure. Because I've seen you can't of- get it now. You, I, I would have to. I had to pirate it. And I've seen do, like, like all of weird sites, but um, I've seen all workaholics oh, and I don't remember that. Funny, it's a pretty funny premise, actually. Um, yeah, they 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 basically the workaholics dudes. They do their own sting to get child predators. And Chris Lee is the child predator. Oh my god! Yeah, and and they get they invite him over, and they're like, "Dude, we're gonna jump him, we're gonna kick his ass." And then he, they like start hanging out with him. They're like, "This guy's pretty cool, yo." Oh. <laughs> yeah, and they just start hanging out. With him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that dude, that is a plot you can only do on that show. Because that is it's show. Funny. It's a funny premise. It's, yeah. It's oh, funny, it's yeah. fucking whole. It's that's bit, funny yeah. if it's done right yeah. and it's in the right format. And that is one of the perf- my favorite it's, episode yeah. from that show ever. Is I think it's in the first season. It's when they're having the guy come in, the the best test in the West guy that's coming to do the drug test oh, for the yeah. whole company. Yeah, and so obviously the the trio they're like, oh, we're we're fucked. So they send Blake up mm-hmm. into the ceiling, and he like. He's, he sticks his dick out of the, the ceiling and he pees in all the cups. Yeah, yeah. And so the the uh, the boss, she brings in the, the tester guy yeah. like a week and a half, two weeks later. And all those she said, how the fuck did my whole office test positive for THC, Percocet, cocaine, yeah, yeah. heroin, LSD, NyQuil, DayQuil? And he's yeah. like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. Dude, that's crazy. So wow. Oh my! So anyway, that's what, what drugs killed... are we testing today? But that's what that's what killed me about Crystalia was that that season relatively had just like within the last two years of yeah. him getting canceled and him all that stuff had come out. Right. And look, I, I believe in second chances, and I believe in people being able to change, redeem themselves. But I also believe in punishment. You know what I mean? And I'm not one to pass judgment on if the crime or if the punishment fits the crime. But um, yeah, that was 
such a fucking wild situation. Yeah. Uh yeah, fucking weirdo. Well, but they, they filmed that here too, actually. Uh Army of the Dead. Yeah, some oh, of the people that were yeah. on Reswell actually did worked on Army of the Dead. Right. One of, my, one of my friends worked on Army of the Dead. Right. And uh word on the street is Crystal Lee is not a cool dude to work with. That's what I've heard yeah. too. That yeah. is what I have heard too. And you know what's crazy to me is because on the flip side of that, because I'm if you haven't noticed by the fucking DC stuff in here, what? uh I am obsessed with like Snyder's version of DC. Right. And I have heard oh, yeah. nothing but amazing things about Zack Snyder on set. Because I've been he's a director. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I've I've been watching his stuff since Dawn of the Dead came out. Mm-hmm. I remember I remember I got Dawn of the Dead for on DVD for Christmas one year. And I have like this little sixty dollar DVD player, right? And I popped that bitch in during a road trip, <laughs> and my mind was blown. It's like, what yeah. the fuck am I watching? Yeah. And I've heard nothing but amazing things. So that dude casting a jackass like Chris D'Elia, right. I don't know how that happened. Honestly, well, I mean, it's funny because I watch Army of the Dead, and I see Tig Notaro's part. Right, I can kind of tell. Because it's very dark humor. Yeah. It's very self-deprecating. Mm-hmm. Like one of the first lines or one of the first jokes she has is like, they offer her the money like for $2 million. Right. And she's like, I hate my life so fucking much. I will do that right now. Yeah. Send me up. And so I was like, okay, I, I tried to like, on my second viewing, I, I tried to see that as Chris D'Elia, And I totally saw why they went yeah. the way they went. Um, especially you get a stand-up comedian for that. Because that, her role was so isolated of every other um every other cast member like she really wasn't in the heist that Mm -hmm. much now how much was that cut out from the original or changed from original script who knows but um they did netflix and their cgi team that they hired did a great job with that literally you could only him out yeah yeah. you could only really tell in a couple of scenes Mm -hmm. because like the background's a little floaty right but I mean, what other movie has done that? Yeah. Where you literally cut a castmate out or a cast member out? Yeah, it's wild. I mean, that's what happens when you do weirdo, stupid yeah. shit <laughs> with underage yeah. people. Yeah. Um. Right. Yeah. It's just yeah. His situation. His situation was fucked up. Yeah. But they they made a good move. I'm worried about because I love Snyder's shit. Mm-hmm. I'm I am a little worried about Rebel Moon because I love him as a director. But his writing is kind of hit and miss. What is Rebel Moon? Uh, Rebel Moon is Snyder's new movie coming out for Netflix in December. Oh, yeah? Is yeah. it a superhero? He, no, it's like... So the the story behind it is... Would you like some? Sure. Uh, yeah. The story behind it is that he... Like in 2017, 2018, around there, he had gone to Disney and uh, Lucasfilms and pitched them his idea for a Star Wars movie. And he was like, I don't want to use your existing canon or like your existing characters. Uh, I don't want to make this a Skywalker story. I want to make this in a completely original thing that expands on your universe, that references your universe. Mm -hmm. But I want it to be its own contained thing. And it's going to be rated R. And it's going to be gotcha. violent. It's gotcha. going to be mature. It's going to be like the uh, the real adult stuff that George Lucas wanted to do with the prequel trilogy. But right. obviously the execution really wasn't there at times. Yeah. And they were like, sounds great. No thanks. Have a good day. So he was like, okay, I'll get fucked. So then everything happens with Warner Brothers and DC. 
And he obviously built a great working connection with Netflix because Army of the Dead went well. Yeah. So and and they were like, you can do Army of the Dead, and we'll give you. They're giving him a whole like zombie universe. Oh yeah. With they're doing like a animated series. They're doing a sequel to that movie, gotcha. and then they're like that. That looks good. Hey, what was your Star Wars idea? <laughs> That's kind of yeah. cool. So they made that. It's gonna be rated R. I see. Okay. And um, the cast is fucking wild. Like they've got the dude that played uh, Cyborg Justice League. Mm-hmm. Anthony Hopkins is in it, playing an AI robot. Nice. Um, there's a few other pretty. Uh, Jenna Malone's in it, and a few other good cast members. And they're already like planned it out for a sequel. So the part one comes out in December, and part two is March. That sounds oh, right. Oh, wow. That's yeah. Soon. Yeah. So they probably just filmed it all at once. And yeah, I'm fucking gotcha. psyched. That's cool. um, so yeah, I'm very excited to see what Netflix does with it. But anyway, anyway, so you go through nine to ten days of these, <laughs> of um, like the basketball camp and then the classes, doing admin stuff, getting fitted for your, your costumes, your yeah. wardrobe. Yeah. Day one of shooting. Yeah. What um, was that like? Like, walk walk well, through, like, um, as much as you remember, yeah. the schedule of day one, and we'll just, we'll just go from there. Yeah. Well, I, I'll actually start a little bit, bit before, because um, when it first really hit me, that, like, I, I got the paperwork sent over, all right, yeah, I'm good, you know, signatures and everything. Uh, when it really hit me was when they were like, all right, we need you to come into the Netflix studios to do your, your fitting, like your costume fittings and everything. And I was like, okay, cool. And then when I got to the Netflix studios, you know, gates locked, like the gate pulls up, you go to the, the, the studio and everyone's just like, okay, yeah, you're, or it's, it's just a weird feeling. You know, you're like the movie, you're in the movie, like you're the guy. And you know, everyone there's like, um, you know, working with you to, to get your, your, your fittings and everything. And, uh, that was just like, Oh yeah, it was like, I actually happening. <laughs> um, so that was, I think like Sunday, I think. And then, um, go through all of the, the prep work. And, uh, the first day of shooting we did, the way we broke it up, um, was we, sh- uh, filmed, uh, all around New Mexico. Like we filmed one week in Santa Fe, one week in Shiprock, a uh, couple days here in or in Estancia uh, at the Netflix studios for a lot of it. And then, um, you know, a couple of like Los, Los Angeles High School. Uh, we've, we filmed like all over New Mexico. So for the actual like basketball scenes, did they build a set or did you go to uh, the Yeah, high we would use high schools okay. uh, around and then we would, um, you know, convert the high school that we used as our like home gym. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we used a different high school for like the outside of it. Basically, that's awesome. Yeah, why? Well, I, I just love seeing that. Like with, um, yeah, like with Stranger Things. It's like, oh, like, oh, yeah. like, like that's El that's Eldorado. Yeah. That's yeah. fucking cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was weird. Yeah, super weird seeing the first Netflix or the uh, first Stranger Things shot of like California, nineteen eighty, <laughs> whatever. I was like, what the? Fuck? Yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. Anyway, we pull up day one. We at the first week of filming, we actually don't film it here. We film it on location out. Um, in northern New Mexico. That's cool. And uh, they put everybody up in the, the hotel room. You know, you walk in and it says, you know, welcome, Jaron, whatever, like on the TV and stuff. And you're like, whoa, this is cool. This is kind of crazy. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> so back up, back up, back yeah. up. So you walk into your hotel room. Yeah, yeah. We all got hotel rooms for everywhere we stayed. Right. And uh, it says, that's fucking. Yeah, yeah it's wild. It's like you're being treated like a movie 
castmate. You are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you, I don't want to say movie star. That's so well, weird. no, you're a cast but, member. Yeah. <laughs> you are a cast yeah. member in yeah. a in a well produced yeah. film from a notable yeah. production company. Yeah, they took care of us for for sure. Absolutely. That's awesome. It's really cool. Um, you know, like I said, I, me and the, uh, JoJo were the only ones that were from here. Um, everybody else, they actually put up at a hotel park. Uh, for the duration of, of filming for the, I don't know, like six weeks. Um, but it was kind of funny, too, because like that hotel's super haunted. And so you get on. Well, the, the funniest part actually is, you know, we're all just a bunch of res kids, like just native kids. Like, you yeah. know, one of us is like never like really stayed at like a nice hotel. Or like a lot of us, like that just wasn't like who we were, like when we yeah. were grown up and stuff. And, you know, you're getting treated, you're getting catered, you're getting, you know, people like getting stuff for you whenever you want you know you can eat you can go to crafty eat whatever you want whenever you want uh it, it's just so bizarre and like it's such a weird nice change of pace that yeah. you know you're just like wait kind of like stop uh what is it uh imposter syndrome yeah you're like what was what is that what is happening this is for me what <laughs> yeah. um but it was really cool anyways we're we're, we're in uh northern new mexico for the first uh week or so of, of filming um and the entirety of the pre-training camp, we were all just like, oh, my goodness. Can we just – I just can't wait to film. Like, let's just – I just want to start filming already. You know, let's just start getting this thing going. Um, Did you find yourself on a regular basis having to snap yourself out of that, though? Be like, okay, um, I do want to film, but th- there is a purpose for this. And yeah, like you were saying, yeah. like, all y'all came together. Like, hey, this right. is a good thing we're doing. Aside from the obvious, right. we're telling a great story. And this is how important – we all recognize how important mm-hmm. this is because this is about – more or less our lives right so we need to do this justice let's focus on the task at hand and then we'll enjoy this shoot was there ever were there times like that you had to remind yourself like to stay um, stay focused like that yeah that's, the, that's what an ad is for <laughs> get on you dude like the, the whole for people listening an, AD, an assistant director right. yeah so like the the actual like the the director is like the one with the creative vision you know they're the one that they're the ones that like uh you know make sure that their vision gets told the way they want it. Right. The AD is the one that makes it happen, basically. You know, they're the ones ordering people, like, not ordering, but, like, they're the ones that are, like, telling people, you know, what needs to happen, what yeah. needs to be shot right now, what, like, what's happening, what like, what's moving. They're like, the executors. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, And a lot of, everybody that worked on it was so just professional and just really good and really nice and really cool people. Um. That's and that I mean I'm gonna state the obvious here, but that's what you want to hear. Yeah, like no, because the war the one of the worst things you hear about, and that's what really like, I gave me a fucking bad taste in my mouth with. I guess they're called uh, Warner Brothers Discovery. Okay. Uh, because they like Discovery and Warner Brothers came together. That's what really gave me a bad taste in my mouth with them. Aside from like, I don't know how much you know about Snyder getting removed from Justice League, but the long story short of it is they saw an opportunity when Snyder's daughter killed herself and they took the opportunity, like, okay, let's get him out of the movie because they just didn't like the way Batman vs. Superman performed, Suicide right. Squad tanked, and they're like, okay, we need to be more like Marvel. Let's get him out of here and get Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but aside from that, after Justice League had come out and then all these stories of on-set life happened, how yeah. Joss Whedon... Jeff Johns, somebody I've looked up to, because Jeff Johns, he was a writer on the movie and a producer. No, he's a producer, um, not a writer. But he had written comic books since the mid '90s, okay. and I grew up reading a lot of his. And some of still some of my favorite DC stories written by this guy. 
But then I hear you hear stories about how like uh, Joss Whedon threatened Gal Gadot's career if she didn't film scenes that made sexualized jokes towards her oh. or filmed her in a sexual way. Right, right. Or um, you hear about Jeff Johns uh, saying that the reason why they cut out pretty much all of Cyborg's story is because they didn't want an angry black man at the center of their movie. And, you know, like you, you hear these things right. from these like industry titans and it's like come the fuck on dude you have extremely talented people who gives a shit what their heritage is what the color of their skin is they are talented people and they want to do a good job for you and i wouldn't say more important than that but just as important the fans love them yeah treat them well so it's good to hear that a cast full of native american guys are getting treated well by the people behind the camera yeah, like that—that sure. that kind of shit needs to get highlighted. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, it was—it was really cool. Um, you know, kind of coming back to your point about you know, were, were you ever reminded that you know it is a job? You know, you're getting paid to do this. They chose you to base. It's like they interviewed you. You sent your resume. They hired you. You know, you want to do a good job. Yeah. And yeah, I, I was reminded a couple of times they're like yeah this is a job you need to do that. And I was like okay yeah no you are 100 percent right yeah, yeah. I got a little. Like, got lost a little. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, we all did. But, well, it's um, good to yeah. it's good to have that. Uh, yeah, to have them that strong armed guy there. Yeah, movies movies are super hard to make, yeah. and there's so many people that are involved and in that go into making a movie that they hammered it into us on like day one that you need to be on time. Like that's the most important part. Like if you're late, like you push the whole production, you know, it, it, it could just turn into a nightmare so fast. So, um, what know. was, what was something about filming that was the, one of the most surprising things to you where you didn't realize that that was a part of the schedule. That's just a part of how things are made things are done like yeah. what stood out so you're like oh shit i never thought of that there's a saying that um ryan on the movie he, he he told us he's like you act for free they pay you to wait it's so much waiting dude <laughs> like one scene like your call time will be like sometimes like 2 a.m you gotta go there you know and and wait you won't film till like 5 a.m 6 a.m you just wait you just wait on set. That's just how it goes, you know. And because that's because they're setting things up, they're getting yeah, lights getting proper, shots, getting you know. If, that's why they say if you're late, you're gonna put the whole thing uh, like off. Um, yeah, you literally. There's a lot of waiting <laughs> that goes in on being on set, but it's cool because like you know you're kicking it with your homies and, and you're you're just eating free, crafty for free and you're just hanging around, meeting new people, talking, yeah. to, making connections. Honestly, too. Well, one of one of my favorite lines in any movie is from um oh not of course i'm forgetting the name but it's with james franco and his brother and it's the movie about the making of the room oh yeah uh disaster artist disaster artist disaster artist there's a moment (laughs) there's a moment where uh james franco's character tommy wiseau he's off his rocker more than usual and his brother i forget the character's name but his brother Dave Franco, yes, his yeah. character has the impression that the cast hates him now, mm-hmm. that they want to quit, the yeah. conditions are bad, and they're all sitting outside on these the pic- yeah. these picnic tables, yeah. and he walks up to the cast, and they're all talking, and this lady in like her late fifties, yeah. she goes, 
at the end of the day, we're on a movie set. Yeah. Every day's a good day. Yeah. And that Literally. that has stuck with me. Like ever since I saw that movie yeah. in the theaters, I was like, oh shit. Yeah. Like <laughs> that that movie, along with just like being obsessed with film my pretty much my whole life, but that movie really like set it in like I want to work in film. Yeah. It's, that it's makes cool. sense to me. It does, yeah. That, I remember seeing that in the movie theater too and being like when when he's doing the, the casting director meeting. And it's not, that was not my experience at all. Please don't get that idea. <laughs> I had a really nice and really cool, pleasant, wholesome casting director experience, all right? Well, Everybody Tommy Wiseau is a very... Really cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That lady, no, not so much. <laughs> um, yeah, when I saw him do that that casting director meeting, and it just felt so just intense and cutthroat. And, and you know, part of me was like, okay, I mean, that's not, that looks kind of cool. But, you know... That's just not the reality of the industry anymore. You know, it's, it's, it's just changed so much, even in terms of auditioning. Yep. You know, how many times have you seen the story in a movie of the, the, the actor or actress going in for an audition and just bombing in front of producers and casting directors? And, like, next, like, that doesn't really happen anymore. Now it's all over Zoom. Now you can just uh, take as many takes as you want and then send that in. Um, interesting yeah. so you didn't do like a live audition you like sent in a bunch of stuff um yeah you you, you send it in they vet it and um but they never like called you into an office well they, that was what the chemistry read was oh right yeah fair. at the okay fair that's what the, i thought uh, okay the basketball thing but yeah, yeah. um yeah it, it's just changed a lot honestly uh the industry but for the better, honestly. Like I, yeah. I imagine myself going into it like an audition room, just being nervous, dude. Yeah. Like I feel like I would have been, you know, uh, shit the bed and just be like one of those actor actresses. Be like, I'm done. I'm, you know, well, it's it's over. The dream's over. Well, but, we no. were just talking about this, me and Cole, on Monday night because mm-hmm. his mom uh, worked in editing for the film industry for so okay. long, and she did a lot of remote work in uh, Santa Fe. So she would literally gotcha. like work in Santa Fe, edit a bunch of shit fly to LA every two weeks with a hard drive, right. drop it off, pick up new shit, go back right. and forth. And we were talking about the psyche of act of up and coming actors. Mm-hmm. And I mean that I, I have no, I want to be behind the camera. I'd love to be a director, a director right. and a writer. Right. I love writing and I love the idea of directing. Um, and the very few film classes that I've taken, every bit of it that apply to directors, what I love the most. Right. But being an actor, like, as fun as it probably is at times to act and, like, be in that scene and express yourself and really, like, get into it. Like, that's got to be fucking awesome. Yeah. But then, also, that's, like, 1%. And the 99 is when you're – even when you're talking, like, offset, you haven't even made it to a set yet. Yeah. You haven't been accepted. You're going to all these auditions, whether it's a sitcom, a movie, a TV yeah. show, a documentary stand-in, whatever, a commercial, music video, whatever you're going to go to audition to. Your life as an upcoming actor is getting rejected over yeah. Oh, yeah. and over. Yeah. And, oh, and then, because I try to put myself in the other person's shoes too, let's say you're a casting director, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say you're an assistant casting director. You're a assistant producer maybe you're an executive producer that really gives a shit because your money's on the line right. so you're sitting on these casting calls you're they sitting were, on these are. zoom meetings right they are yeah. So, yeah so you're sitting there and you're going through tens and dozens and hundreds of these shitty fucking yeah. actors and so let's say you're the actor and you feel like you care maybe not the most but you are in that 
top 99th percentile that cares. You really mm-hmm. want to do this. You're passionate about it. You're paying for classes. You're reading the books. You're watching the fucking YouTube videos. You live, eat, fucking sleep, shit, acting. <laughs> and you're number 113 out of 250. Yeah. And, exactly. and, and, and they've been viewing all these shitty people. Maybe these guys didn't have lunch. They got in a fight with their wife. Yeah. Their girlfriend cheated on them last week, but they're still doing their job because the studio's money's on the line. Right. And they're seeing you, and they're cold to you. Yeah, You have to I'd imagine as someone that's interviewing so much, you would have to just be able to compartmentalize all that and be like, where's the next one? Right. Yeah. But a lot of people can't do that. And that's why you see all these starving artists in LA yeah. that get so heavy into partying, drinking, drugs, and it's everywhere. I don't envy the the up-and-coming actor's life. And I'm glad that your experience has been a positive one coming into this. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. That's why I frame all of it, because I hate to sound like uh, like overly negative, but I feel like that's the realistic scenario for a lot of up-and-coming people yeah definitely so for one of your first major projects Mm -hmm. i'm glad that you had a positive one yeah no it was it was perfect honestly i mean yeah and it was as perfect as like you know waking up at 2 a.m to go to yeah wherever like i'll take that that's but you're going to a movie set yeah yeah that's why it was cool that's why you know nobody ever really complained nobody kind of everyone just bought in and you know, had a really good experience. That's awesome. Um, so I don't even think we got through the first day of shooting. <laughs> no. Dude, there's, there's a lot. I could talk about this all day. Yeah. Um, no, hey, and I'm here to listen, yeah, bro. The first day of shooting, uh, pretty, uh, like mid-March, I think. So it was still pretty cold out. Um, I think our call time was like maybe 3 a.m.-ish. So uh, yeah, they basically just wait. You wake up. Go down to the lobby. Vans pick you up. They take you. Vans are just always there. Shout out PAs, dude. Set PAs, first team PAs. And a PA is a production assistant. Um, I've dabbled in it a little bit. I have a lot of friends that are PAs that have worked for years. Um, these these people work insane. It's it's wild how much they work, and you know, for like, it's it's kind of like a thankless job. I mean, we we made sure it wasn't, but. Um, yeah, they, they put an insane amount of hours and an insane amount of work. Um, but yeah, they you wake up, you go down to the lobby, vans take you to uh, base camp. And where we were at, our hotel was like uh, maybe like a 40-minute drive from base camp. So you got to get up early, extra early. That's why we were up so early. Uh, take us to base camp. And this is going from... You said a lot of people went were at Hotel Park. Yeah, so at, this is you were we, at. Uh, we we all they everybody went uh, to Northern New Mexico. Oh, to so, Shiprock. Yeah, we're all up right, there now. right, right. Yeah, right, we're right. all up there. We're all up there now for the first you know week or so of filming. And from where you were staying to the shooting yes, was of, forty of, minutes. Of set. So right. they they the vans take you to base camp, and that's yep. where hair and makeup is. That's where your trailer is. Um, Did you have your own trailer? No, <laughs> uh, we had the honey wagon. So uh, what's that? It's it's just like a big. 18 wheeler but with like individual rooms oh okay yeah, so like you you share like you know that's sick bro yeah, it's cool you get your own <laughs> you, you get you i mean you do get your own space yeah your own sink mirror all the, all the stuff but that's cool bed, bed yeah um own but, uh, bed 
Yeah, yeah. You go to sleep, dude. It's like 3 a.m. That's <laughs> like, I'm going to take a nap, dude. That's yeah. fucking sick. Yeah. That's cool. To, I definitely napped a lot. <laughs> like, these are the things that I don't think a lot. I mean, certainly myself, right. but people don't really think about yeah. about a movie set. That's mm-hmm. fucking sick. Well, I mean, yeah, I did nap at, in the beginning of it, but then, you know, as we got into the... the the life like the lifestyle of uh, filming a movie you know you're just kicking it with everybody on set and you're just kicking it with like you know hair makeup or you know crafty or you know whoever it is it's just you're just hanging out um but uh we get taken to base camp go to hair makeup uh wait in your trailer you a pa will come by and say uh what do you want for breakfast anything you want What what do we want and they'll make it and 10 minutes they you you're eating it <laughs> uh and then you just wait until the pa knocks on your door is like all right you're ready ready to go to set and your you they your wardrobe is already waiting in the the trailer for you uh you just got hair and makeup get get ready uh they knock on your door all right let's go everybody gets into the vans we all get transported to set and uh, yeah, it's set. It's a it's a movie set. <laughs> it's, it's really cool. What were, what were uh, the without well, giving too much away from like the plot yeah, and yeah. the setting and all that? But what were the I'm first? Trying to be, I'm trying to be careful. <laughs> yeah, you're good. Yeah, I don't want to get you yeah. in trouble. Yeah. But and honestly, I want to keep some of the mystery for myself. Yeah. Um, what in that first um, that first because you said you were out there for a week at Shiprock. In Shiprock, yeah, for about a week. Okay. Yeah. What what were the scenes you were shooting? Like, what was the oh, dude? Well, it's kind of funny. Uh, it it's honestly a demanding movie, acting wise. You know, you get you you have to pull from base literally every range of the spectrum of emotion in this movie. Um, what were the the settings? I guess like I what, you like what, to know, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like uh, like was it okay? First, second, or third act? Uh, out in Ship Rock. That's crazy. Can't tell you. Oh Kidding. shit! Uh, I think this was. Um, well, movies are just shot differently. Like, well, that's what kind of what, like the question you're asking is like, what surprised you about making a movie? It's like, yeah, we're shooting like the ending today. Yeah, you don't like you third, don't shoot in chronological yeah, order it's like for the first sure. Day, like the yeah. like third day. So like, you're oh, ending. So yeah. I would imagine because it's out in Shiprock, that's like scattered throughout the movie. Yeah, like it's like yeah. okay, today we're shooting page two. Right. All right, tomorrow's page ninety five. Yeah, yeah. Tomorrow's or the day after is twenty, right. and then forty seven, and then right. okay. And that's just up to the AD and or just people that make the the shooting schedule. Yeah, and that's why I respect them so much because like honestly, I feel like I could see myself doing like some t- that type of stuff because like I feel like I'm pretty good at like maximizing the most out of our efforts, you know, within this time frame. Like we're here for this amount of time. Let's knock out as much as we can while we're here, so we can move on yeah. and get this thing made. And so yeah, you're you're filming, you know. Uh, Every act, the scene right. in every act, yeah, basically. Um, so yeah, it just you bounce around. What? Maybe maybe this didn't occur when you're out in Shiprock, but I guess for your whole shoot, what was the hardest emotion for you to pull out? Um, of the whole of the whole movie. Yeah. Or, uh, I don't know. I want to say. Cause it's a heavy movie for sure. Um, you know, I don't really want to give away too much, but I think for me personally, not not dealing with the movie or anything, you know, um, as like, you know, native men, as as men especially, you're taught, you know, to stifle your emotions and, you know, kind of kind of mask that side of your whole life away. And <laughs> I feel like it's even more amplified in at least in my my setting. Um, 
you know, in, in indigenous culture as men, you know, it's a little, it's even more so kind of like looked, shied away from, of, yeah. of, of, of showing any emotion, honestly, like, um, whether it be sad or ha even happy or just like anything. So as an actor, you know, as a native, like up and like, uh, starting actor, I was like, this is like the worst thing I'm at is like conveying something <laughs> using myself, um, you know, portraying emotion. And I learned a lot about myself and I learned a lot about, um, you know, kind of like who I want to be. Cause I realized that you, you can portray yourself. Um, I don't know if this is making sense, sense, like, um, just acting in general, portraying something that's so new to you is, is hard, was hard for me. Um, and I think, you know, filming this movie kind of just really helped me honestly get better at, you know, feeling emotions, you know, conveying myself, communicating. Um, and, and at the end of the day, that's kind of what a movie is. You know, you're communicating a, a an idea, a story, um, your storytelling basically. It sounds like a yeah. lot of this was therapeutic. Yeah, no, for sure. It's because I don't go to therapy. <laughs> I haven't been to therapy in a long time, dude. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's cool, dude. That's you guys get to watch my, uh, my, ther my therapy. That's <laughs> yeah. fucking kick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Was, do you feel yeah. like a lot of the exercises that you were doing, a lot of the techniques you were learning in that mm. like first 10 days of acting class yeah. really helped no, that, you? Like, that was massive, yeah. Helped you bring that side of you out? Yeah. Yeah, Noelle was was amazing. She she's she's an acting coach uh, based out of New York. Uh, she just did uh, before this. She did she worked on um, what was it called? Adam Sandler, Netflix, the basketball movie. Oh, hustle, uh, hustle. hustle. Yeah, yeah, she was on that, and then everybody that worked on uh, that worked on this too. That's crazy. Yeah. I've only seen like the first half of Hustle. Oh, it's good. It's a really good. Movie. But I want to finish it. It's literally goal, but with basketball. So I kind of that was my gripe of it. <laughs> but it was still it's still a really good movie. But you know, goal. Have, shout out goal. Have you seen no Uncut Gems? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. What a fucking movie. <laughs> like the Safdie brothers. I'm very sad that yeah. they've like broken up, quote unquote. Oh, is that? Right? Yeah, because one Safdie's, I forget which one, but one Safdie is going to go and only do directing, and the other one that was an Oppenheimer Benny. is going to do uh, acting. acting. Gotcha. Yeah. And they just wanted to focus They're on very that. Very talented. But yeah. so talented, and it is a absolute fucking crime yeah. that Sandler didn't get an Oscar nom for that yeah. movie. Because, I mean, he, whatever he tapped into yeah. to be the most seedy, slimy grimy dude right. but you're rooting for him yeah and you want him to succeed and spoilers just for him to get shot in the face <laughs> yeah at the end as the ending yeah what yeah. no it, <laughs> you just left with a uh, yeah i guess i fucking I guess. love yeah. that movie yeah it's a good movie really good movie shout it, out kg too he never acted before that he killed it oh yeah yeah and what's actor. and what's crazy about the studio that did the A twenty four? I'm sure you heard about this, but amidst all the um, the strikes, they were the only production company, at least that I've read so far. They were the production company that was like, okay, Writers Guild, right, Actors right. Guild, what do you want? Yeah, all right, sounds good. Yeah, yeah, we'll pay you. Yeah, and they're like, okay, we can still make A twenty four movies. I love A twenty four movies. Yeah, they, they <clears throat> have you seen Bo's Afraid? 
Uh, no, my friend really wants me to watch it. What a fucking movie. Yeah, I like, I like, uh, Walking Phoenix a lot. Um, I just hear it's a mushroom trip. It is. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) it is. No, it's an exercise in anxiety. Yeah. For real. And I don't want to give it away, obviously, because there's, there's a lot of different ways you can interpret the ending, Mm -hmm. but it's worth it, A. B, for your first sitting, watch it, like, find a three-hour chunk to watch it all in one setting. Um... There is a moment in the for in a forest where the movie, at least for me, right. and the person I was watching, I was, I was I went to watch it with Danielle. Um, okay. There is a moment in the forest where it came to a screeching halt, like the movie, oh, the, the, the production the, style changes and everything. It doesn't. Well, oh yes, it does change, yeah, but yeah. it just becomes so boring. Gotcha. Like the movie for the first two fifteen, two hours twenty minutes is quick. It's interesting, right. even in its slow moments. It's really like compelling, and all this crazy shit's going on, and you're really with it. Where is this going? And then in that forest scene, about five minutes in, I literally had my head in my hands. Yeah. And I turned to her and I was like, "Can we leave?" <laughs> I was like, "I know we're not it's going." Barbie. It's what? High speed. Barbie was yeah. fucking amazing, by the way. I will not take that fucking slander. <laughs> but we were the only ones in the theater, so I could yeah. like openly talk shit. Oh, I see. And I was like, "This is horrible. Like right. this scene." Is shit. I don't want to leave, but I'm gonna complain because yeah. this is. And then we, f- you finally, literally, like that scene, you get out of it right off to the races. Yeah. And there's a crazy weird thing because Ari Asher is a weirdo, right, right. and um, the way it ends is phenomenal, mm-hmm. and it's one of Joaquin Phoenix's best performances. Really, that is like it's not gonna get Oscar attention, Maybe. which which really sucks. It won't. Raz, I mean, the, Razzie, Raspberry, what is it? Oh, the Razzies? Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it, no, if the Razzies touch it, that just shows how much of a okay. fucking coop they no, are. No, I'm kidding. Well, that, that's but what just goes to show you the, the, the director's vision was effective, for sure. Yes. Yeah. Oh, for yeah. sure. Well, and the fact that something like Midsummer mm-hmm. or... Um, I've seen Hereditary. Hereditary yeah. didn't I, I get really like those. any Oscar attention, even for like the score. Right, yeah. Yeah, Tony Collette should have gotten right, supporting actress. Snub, for sure. For sure. But the fact like the scores didn't get touched, the cinematography didn't get touched, <laughs> that's you know, that's yeah. telling that Bo's a phrase, not gonna get any attention. But yeah, A twenty four, I wanna watch that. Apparently it's really good. That horror movie me. about the oh, hand. Oh boy, yeah, it's good. Is it's it really, good? I liked it a lot, actually. Yeah, talk to me. Cause uh, dude, those were some of the worst it. trailers I've ever seen. I don't don't watch a trailer. I don't watch trailers. I, I can't help myself. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I just same with like our friends we were just like all right we're picking a movie we've heard really good things about talk to me let's go watch it yeah and uh yeah what a uh, ride was it <laughs> worth it yeah it was cool i liked it a lot it was, it's a it's a good fresh tour movie for sure okay fresh it's, it's not two hours like over two hours it's a good fresh it's fresh yeah it's good it's really cool. it's really cool uh it's their directorial debut and it came out swinging so we'll see cool. the only thing that really interested me about it before i heard about the response to it mm-hmm. was just like Smile and Lights Out, which I thought Lights Out was okay. Yeah, I think it, yeah. I've seen um, it. but I love Smile. The Shane Dawson one? No, 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 no. Sm- oh, oh, the oh. horror movie Smile. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm thinking um, of Smiley. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Those two movies, just like Talk to Me, were short films that a studio looked at yeah. and were like, "Let's give you a million and a half right. and see what you can do with it." And it turned into this thing. Right. Have you seen Smile, the no. horror film? I know, I know what it is. Yeah. Fuck, it's so good. It's like kind it? of... Oh, yeah. Really? I loved it. Okay. I have it upstairs. I've seen it five okay. times. 
Yeah, yeah I love it. <laughs> I fucking loved it. Interesting. Okay. It was um, if you've seen um, it follows. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. It's a. I think it follows did it a lot better, like um, artistically, and the way the movie was constructed. Yeah. Uh, smiles a lot more to the point. Gotcha. A lot more to the point. A lot more in your face. And I would say the climax of Smile was better, um, for my taste personally. Right, right. But it's worth it. It's it is worth the watch. I think it's free on not free because you're paying for Peacock, right. but it's it's good on wreck. Peacock. Um, it's really fucking good. Good wreck. I was very. I went to watch it in the theaters. I was very surprised. Um, great, great fucking movie. Nice. Holy shit. Anyway, so back to your experience. <laughs> so you uh, shooting ship rock for a week. <laughs> God damn, we keep getting only day two and a half, people, all right? Buckle so, in. <laughs> so you're in uh ship rock for ten days yeah. a week? Whatever, yeah. Or however, so however and then what was your next shooting location? Uh the next one after that was back here in okay. Albuquerque. I think we knocked out most of the uh, Netflix studios uh shoots there. And uh, yeah, how long were you at the studio lot for? I uh, couldn't say, probably like the next four ish weeks. So that's mm. where we're doing most of it. Um, yeah, uh, that's where the magic is made, people. Well, because they're building, <laughs> a lot. yeah, they're building a lot of up. sets. And yeah, what was that like seeing a set get built in front of you yeah. and now you're having to insert yourself into this artificial yeah. thing and then express real emotion? Yeah. That was crazy because um, that's where we did our camera test was at the Netflix studios and like the giant warehouse. Like it looks like a, a, a hangar um, and you know, they got the whole camera rig set up and you know, these two basketball hoops set up and they're, they're just getting the camera test. And that, that was another moment where I was like, Whoa, this is real. We're doing this. Um, and it's just a giant warehouse. Yeah. And the set deck is insane when it comes to building, um, sets you know like newsflash i hate to burst your bubble but like most of your movies were filmed in like a a fake room right <laughs> it's wild yeah the right. sun is not a sun it's a giant light right coming in from the window. i learned yeah. that so funny yeah. story i learned that for the first i'm i was the dorky kid that whenever i got a dvd mm-hmm. i watched the movie mm-hmm. but i watched special features I watched the how it was made, right. the interviews. I watched the TV spot. Any special yeah. feature that was on there, I fucking watched it. And as yeah. I grew up, I did all of that, plus rewatching the movie back when they did director's commentary, commentary right. on it and shit right. like that, right? Yeah. Which, by the way, the best commentary... The Lion King, don't say it. Is, no, no, is on Tropic Thunder. Oh, I bet that's... Because funny. there's yeah. a movie... Or there's a line in that movie where... Robert Downey Jr. goes, I don't break character to be the yeah. DVD commentary. <laughs> yeah, and if yeah. you listen, he does or, yes, yeah. if you watch Tropic yeah. Thunder, Robert Downey Jr. does the DVD commentary in character. Right. Ben yeah. Stiller and Jack Black, they're in like normal, right. uh, they're normal. Right. Right. But Robert Downey is his movie character, right. which is fucking hilarious. hilarious. But anyway, anyway, <laughs> I remember I got High School Musical 2 on oh, DVD. Really now? Yeah. No. I used to fuck with High School Musical, bro. I ain't ashamed of it. Clowning you, we are all in this together, bitch. What's up? Oh, yeah, we are all (laughs) Vanessa Hudgens. Let me know which spectrum I was on. Let me tell Uh, you what, yeah, I'm Um, a Corbin Blue guy. (laughs) I got that that afro, that no, the double Dutch movie (laughs) (laughs) with Kiki Palmer. (laughs) Oh, my my god, but shout out Vanessa Hudgens. So, yeah, uh, 
So in the behind the scenes, they were doing the shoot where they're at like a pool house or some right. shit, and the white kid that played Ashley Tisdale's brother. Yeah. Um. He they Just interviewed him. I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah, I forget the guy's name, but yeah. they were uh, they were talking yeah. to him, and he's like, "Yeah, it's um, it's two in the morning." Yeah. But we're shooting a day scene. That's how so it is. they've got these bright LED lights out the yeah. window shining in to make it look like daytime oh, yeah. at the country club. And I was like, oh shit. Like yeah. little eight year old Noah, 10 year old Noah was like, oh shit. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Like, I, yeah. that's. They're kids, dude. Yeah. They're, ki- they're teenagers filming that. It's wild. Where imagine, are they, imagine. I don't know. I'm talking There's... about. Think about like any kid movie before that. Or sitcoms before that, like iCarly, that shit was probably like two a.m. Yeah, like, like thirteen, like twelve. Oh yeah, well they were I, young. I'm, I'm I'm bitching about you know being up. It's like dude, it's like come on, it's like eleven thirty. Yeah, are you doing but here? you've got energy. I know. When you're no, thirteen, no. fourteen, yeah, fifteen, sixteen, your your hormones are kicking yeah. in. You're figuring out who you yeah. want to fuck. You're like you are, <laughs> you are up, dude. You're finally like yeah. your body's figuring out what yeah. caffeine is. Dude, like, I oh, needed, you're ready to fucking kill, dude. I needed oat milk latte after oat milk latte from Crafty <laughs> just to do fucking 11.30 p.m. Were you that actor? Well. Like, I'll take an oat milk latte <laughs> with... Uh... I said ice, damn it, yeah. <laughs> no, they, they probably felt like I was, but no. So uh, anyway, you were... Uh, you're shooting on a lot. Yeah. You're building the set. Yeah. And again, like, I'm, I've always been really curious about that. What is it like? Because you're... It's not like you're completely oblivious to what's going on right. and they blindfold you and they bring you into this well-made set and they mm-hmm. lie to you and say you're in a real house or you're in a real school or a real whatever. No, you're watching all of this get built. Yeah. And now in this artificial setting, you have to express and convey real emotion oh, yeah. as if you've been attached to like, let's say you're shooting at that high school that your character's been going to for two and a half, three years, you're shooting in a home that your character's live in his whole life. Like, yeah. you're having to convey real fucking emotion, yeah. dude. So what what was that like? <clears throat> well, it was kind of made easy for us just because how good of a department set deck and you know and, and props and how much how it literally looks like a room, like a like a high school gym locker room. It literally looks like that. It looks like brick. It feels like brick. It's insane how real it is and that's what made it kind of easy to kind of tap in and be like all right no we just get it we're good we can do it it's easy um so i i kind of give them props for that um but you know there, there i will say without you know giving too much weight we did film this one scene on the lot where heavy scene really heavy scene um and I can't explain it really. I just remember experiencing it that there's, there was just something in the air that made the whole scene just click and work. Everybody was just on the same wavelength, and uh, it turned out well. Like there was just something. There was just literally like some sort of magic that just kind of took over the room, and everybody felt so. It's it's a weird. It's a weird, <laughs> super weird experience. Uh, you know, feeling that. And so uh, I want to dive into that a little bit, obviously without giving away plot points to giving away what the setting was, but from the production point of view, Mm -hmm. we obviously established that the director is the one with the vision, right? And then it's their job to articulate and make sure it gets, it gets executed. Yeah. So first of all, it's good to hear that the environment catered to the needs of the scene. 
as you think about from director down to you, execution wise, what elements, what people on the set made that environment not only as like emotionally welcoming, but mm. again, like as catering to the needs of you and your other castmates in that scene, like what made that happen? Yeah. I think a big part of it was that we were spending every minute of every day together for at that point, you know, a, at least you know, a month. And, you know, when you're doing this heavy scene that involves, you know, blank, uh, you kind of, just tap into the relationship that you actually have built with that person and built with this team. And that made it really easy and, you know, believable. Cause like it, it is true. Like we, we definitely built relationships over the course of this project. And, you know, I've, I've, I've been fortunate enough to link up with some of the, the homies since then. And, um, you know, it's real, it's, it's, it's real. It's a movie, but it's real for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, that was something that I kind of got lucky with because I didn't really have to do it too much. Uh, you know, that was the more of the the actual leads. I'm just the background guy. <laughs> um, they, I, I don't know how they did it. You know, that's just the talent that was that was used in this movie. That's um, awesome. And and in any movie, dude. I, I'm I, after going through this, I look at movies and the industry in a whole different light. Like I will watch a movie and then I kind of already understand like this is how they did it this is the the way they did it um and my one friend who's actually been a PA for you know years he's like once you're a PA like you lose movie magic like you just know it you just know how it is and because of that you know when you see something that is actually worthy of like you know praise and respect that's what makes film so special and like that's the really cool part of film in their eyes and you know, I've I've definitely kind of gotten that perspective after filming this. So, um, yeah, film film's cool. Awesome. <laughs> Industry sick, yeah. So I was gonna uh, say, like, after getting, because there's the, I mean, this is a saying that I've heard. You know, you don't never go to the, never go into the kitchen of your favorite restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So sure. after being behind the scenes, being actively right. a part of a production. Do you want to continue? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It was so much fun. Uh, I may or may not have something in the works. Huh? All right. Uh, don't call me on that, but uh, call me on that. Just <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there, it, it's something that I feel like I'm not, I, I was good at school. I didn't like school. What am I doing? I'm not doing school. Yeah, I feel uh, you. I fucking yeah, look at what that. I'm doing right I'm now. I feel that. you. Yeah. Um, and then for those who also have never seen me or heard of me. I play in a, I'm a musician. That's like my, that's been my main thing. That's been my biggest thing. Uh, it's still like my main thing. You know, yeah. I just happened to do this movie. Yeah. And, you know, while I was filming this movie, we were still playing shows and stuff. We were yeah. still, um, you know, writing songs, being in the studio, traveling, like, oh, it was crazy. <laughs> and, and I thank you for bringing that because I yeah. want to get into all that. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I remember one weekend where, uh, my band, uh, Site Montero, was booked to play in Salt Lake on, like, I think of Saturday. And film only shoots Monday through Friday. You get the weekends off. Um, oh, that's nice. Yeah, I cool. didn't know that. That's yeah, nice. there's a lot of there's a lot of guidelines from because it's a union, or whatever. Oh, but, and I mean, there's facts. a lot more. There's a lot more that are being um, 
that will that will pass and that should pass. Um, yeah. Thanks for the strike, but um, yeah, there was one weekend we were booked to play in Salt Lake. Killer show, killer lineup, killer venue. Love playing Kilby. Always a great time in Salt Lake. With Salt Lake, you, all of Utah, we love you. Um, we were scheduled to play uh, Saturday. I honestly might have been a Friday. So I think what had happened was we filmed from like, I don't know, 3 a.m. to I think the ma- the max is you can film is 12 hours. So I think we did like 3 a.m. to or like 2 a.m. to 2 p.m. I got on a flight after filming, went to all the way to Salt Lake. The band drove separately. I flew there. I got an Uber to the hotel, got our stuff, went to the venue, played the show, uh, kicked it there for the night, came back, ready to start again Monday. Like it just a lot of a lot of stuff was moving. <laughs> a lot of stuff was going on during that time. That sounds like but, a beautiful. I mean, obviously, yeah. after years and years, that can get yeah. tiring. Decades right. of that, right, right. But, but maybe it's maybe it's the youth in me. Maybe mm-hmm. it's the dreams of right. you know the visions of grandeur. But that sounds fucking beautiful. I loved it. It that sounds sick. absolutely fucking beautiful. It, it was during that time I was like, yeah, I, I was, I'm ready to do this. I, I, I got, I got this. <laughs> yeah, I can do this. I want to do this. Yeah, and you know, there was no better feeling than being like, all right, I just worked my ass off. Let's go do it. Like I loved it. Don't get me wrong. Now let's go murder this stage. Let's go murder this 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 set. And we did, and uh, started again on Monday. Really cool. How fulfilling was that? Because you just went through yeah. a week of expressing yourself as a actor, right, and getting that type of emotional release and that like gratification of again right. everything, everything we just talked about about set life, how you're getting treated, what you're getting to experience, all mm-hmm. these different things, and then you get to turn around and express yourself as a musician. Oh yeah, you let it out. Dude. What uh, as you're flying back from Utah, as you're settling back into New Mexico, getting ready to go back, you're going back for, to a film set. Yeah. Did you were you ever thinking to yourself like this is my life? Yeah. Right yeah. now in this moment, yeah. This is what I am doing. Yeah. No, I I still do. Like I I do think that yeah, that's me. That's what I do. That's my life. Uh, you know, there's a there's a strike going on right now. That's for for good for a good cause, obviously. But, you know, once it's over and everything is settled and things are rightfully paid and and dues are made, yeah, that's what I want to do. That's me. That's for sure. That that grind is like Ah, oh, sounds corny. I want the grind, dude. I'm all about the grind. That's <laughs> me. Well, but if you <laughs> but love it, no, it is. Yeah, that, if I you like love it, lot, it yeah. you're willing to put in those type of hours yeah. and do those things. No, yeah, like I, I have fully told myself that, like, yeah, this is what you were made to do. Honestly, like, this is. I'm not doing school. I'm not going to school. I'm sorry. I hate to say it. I'm not going to go to school. I'm just going to cheat again, dude. <laughs> yeah. I'm genuine here. I like this. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it justice. I'm going to do it because I want to do it. Oh. <laughs> yeah um but yeah it, it, it's realistic honestly it's, it's, it's just kind of wild to think that like you know this is just the start honestly for me that's what i keep telling myself but it, what was so rewarding was that you know i've always pictured myself doing this i've always been, pictured you know myself and the band like you know taking off doing it and you know Touring, playing shows, you know, being a success. You know, there's not a lot of uh, people that can that have come out of Albuquerque to do that. And I think uh, not only did I think that the band was good enough to do it, which, you know, we are. I'll, I'll stand by that. 
but I'll co-sign that too. <laughs> you guys, no, you, you guys are fucking great. I've Thank seen you, you like three you. or four times now. Like, you. you guys are great. I appreciate it. You guys are great. Yeah. Um, but this whole Netflix and, and movie career is like only just a catalyst for that. And, yeah. you know, it's just, just the beginning. Like the movie hasn't even come out yet. Like, I know it sounds like I'm gassing myself up, but like, do it. <laughs> no, fuck that, dude. Yeah. Do it. No. I, well, that's what I was saying. It's just so cathartic and, and just so rewarding that, you know, I bet on myself for so long that this is, it's paying off. Yeah. It's going to happen. So it's, it's, it's cool for me to, to understand that, that, you know, our hard work is paying off. So and this is what it looks like. It, you look like a, a dumbass on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it's, it's cool. That's fucking awesome. All right. Let's yeah. take a small break. Because I've got to fucking pee. My brain's Likewise. Gone. Beer does it to me, dude. All right. We'll be right <laughs> back, folks. Right. You can piss downstairs. I'll go upstairs. Gotcha. Thank As you. As well. You are welcome. But uh, the great and powerful Costco. Oh, yeah. Decided to start selling this shit in, in uh, like their version of a handle. Oh, yeah. So I bought this. And I was like, fuck yeah. Nice, dude. Yeah. You know what I want to actually get? I wanted to get it when uh, Sam Marill came here in Santa, uh, Santa Fe a yeah. couple months ago, two months ago. We'll start from here with, with like stand-up and shit for sure. Love comedy. Yeah. Love comedy. Yeah. Uh, Bodega Cat. Whiskey. You ever heard of that? What's it called? Bodega Cat. Bodega Cat. Yeah. No. It's uh, Mark Normand and Sam Marill's uh They have whiskey a whiskey? Rye. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I'm picky about my rye. Oh yeah, I'm not a very picky. I hear, like, I hear good things about it. I'm not a picky liquor guy. Mm-hmm. Like if it tastes good, it tastes good. Right. I'm not, I'm not prejudiced, you know, towards any kind of liquor. Right. But uh, the only rye I've been able to have, well, the first one that I had, I didn't even know that it was a rye. I had the rye version of Angel's Envy, <clears throat> and that will <clears throat> fuck you up, really? son. That will send you to fucking Mars. So that, and then, um, oh, what was the other one? Um, It wasn't Bullet. Um, It was, no, because Bullet has a horrible, I love Bullet. Mm -hmm. Until I started drinking that, that was, Bullet was my, like, my my daily drinker for sure. Um, Woodford Reserve. Woodford Reserve has a really good rye. Really? And I fuck with that pretty heavy, too. Um. I've got I've got a bottle of Woodford, a decent one around here somewhere, but um, their rye is pretty good. Yeah, I'm not a fan of bullets, but um, yeah, I'll switch between that and uh, Johnny Walker Black if I want to have like the more smoky, like right. campfire style whiskey. Yeah, that or like is that a whiskey or a bourbon? I don't fucking know, but either way, I think it's a whiskey. On all bourbons, whiskey or no, all whiskeys are no. What is it? Yeah, it's, it's like that weird like, like the. Made in Kentucky. Like, weren't we're you taught know, in math where it's like all squares are rectangles, yeah. but not all rectangles are squares or some Flash. shit? I copied. <laughs> anyway. You know how to get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, let's close out the Netflix portion of this. Um, sure. We covered a lot of it, and I appreciate it, because I love this shit, dude. No, yeah. I, 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 can, I will tell you everything off air for sure. Yeah, I love it. Just kidding, just kidding. I won't. I won't. <laughs> So we end up, or you end up going and you film at the Netflix studios. What was rap day 
for you like because i know people that's another part too that people don't yeah. know is like people rap <clears throat> at different times yes yeah so rap day for you yeah um how, so how long was the shooting schedule for the whole project uh about six weeks i think yeah. and then when was your rap the last day oh like no that. shit yeah. okay no so, we're, we're first team cast so like we filmed every yeah, okay every that's fair day, yeah. so when uh so what was that like um obviously i know you can't really right. say what you were filming right. but um Honestly, i don't even remember what we were filming what what was it like finishing up that project um honestly i hate to say it but it was like 4 a.m dude and we had just <laughs> filmed a full day and then we had to go take our uh like team photo shoot like a team for promos that will that will come out yeah um and so we spent the last like two hours everybody doing theirs and it kind of it was super sad because once you finished your promo shoot like your your photo shoot they were like all right here's a wrap on you know blank he just left like my homie for the last you know month and a half he's just gone like that and now i gotta go do smile and like take pictures like yeah dude we're we're still a team (laughs) (laughs) all my homies just left yeah (laughs) um that was that was basically our wrap um and it wasn't we, we we some of us uh stuck stuck around because uh, while we were doing our scene or our photo shoot they were still on the other lot doing uh another scene for the last day um but yeah there was there was a couple of kids that had to go home because of their flight it was in a few hours mm. um so they like they had to leave yeah and so that our buy was like you know peace, peace out. man see you see you when I see you see you at the yeah. premiere I gotta go do my shit now <laughs> yeah um but it was it was all in good good love like it, it was really cool um and so when we wrapped up the photo shoot we went over to the other stage where they're filming the like the scene and uh they they wrapped the the team at the end of the shooting at the end of the day night i guess i don't know it's like 4 a.m yeah um and they basically just give us huge applause break have a little party and uh, you're exhausted, man. <laughs> I, was, I was exhausted, and I I went to bed. And then the next day, um, they actually didn't rap that day. They had they did one more day because they were everybody was just so tired, and they uh, they they did one more day. But um, yeah, it was weird. It was a weird feeling. It's like, yeah, I just filmed a Netflix movie. Now what? And we had a lot of talks between the producers and casting directors and the director. Like, here's what's the next. Well, here's what's gonna happen. It's basically basically gonna feel like, you know, you did all this work, you, now you go back to what you were doing before. I was I started at Steelbender, shout out Steelbender, uh, maybe a month before I got the gig. Yeah. So I train I did all my training, got all my training done, and uh, I had to tell my managers, hey, I gotta take some time off. I gotta, I got a movie to do. <laughs> yeah. And they're super cool about it. Um, Steelbender is a really cool place. That's awesome. That's yeah, good to hear. They're man. really cool. I'm, I still, I still pick, I still do shifts there now. So come say what's up. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, but the the what they told us were, was like, you're gonna film. You're gonna go a hundred miles an hour. Just go, 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 and then it's gonna stop. It's gonna feel like, you know, everybody just kind of went their own way, and then once the movie comes out, it's gonna go back hundred percent. Just go, 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 go. And, uh, you know, you're doing promos, you're doing interviews, like all the, all that stuff that comes with being in the movie. Um, it, that's what, that's just what happens. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to it more than anybody 
that worked on the movie. That's <laughs> in the movie. Um, and, uh, you know, right now is a weird time because the strike's going on. Yeah. You know, I, I booked another, a gig, but you know, that's not, it's not happening. Um, and right now a lot of like, I have an agent now and what a lot of people are, are advising and everyone, everyone's saying just like inv- to use this time right now to invest in yourself and, you know, hit the gym, go to acting classes, you know, just take yeah. care of yourself, just be proactive in, during this time. And, um, you know, when, once the, once the movie gets nearer and nearer, uh, th- that's basically what I've just been doing. Just been kicking it, waiting, working on myself, crafting, just working, investing in myself. Yeah. And, uh, once the movie starts going again, um, just can't wait for it. So <laughs> we've, well, actually, before I, Ask that question. Yeah. I have a kind of a weird question about your shoot because is it is a sports movie. Mm-hmm. And it's a basketball movie. Oh yeah. Again, it's kind of a weird oh, question. Yeah. But so let's say you're you're shooting a uh, um, like a scene where you guys are playing basketball, whether mm-hmm. it's a big game, whether it's right. a practice, and the end of the sh- end of the shot or the end of the sequence, whatever you guys are filming, it banks on somebody making it into the oh, basket. Oh yeah. How oh, yeah. many times did you have to reset because someone missed? I was one of them. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, uh... I think yeah. about that. Well, because like there's some, and, they, and they're not coming to mind, obviously. Yeah. Well, my favorite basketball movie, hands down, is, no, <laughs> is fucking Glory Road. Oh, great movie. That great movie. is my favorite basketball yeah. movie. Just because like, great movie. Um, at the time that it came out, my mom was working for Radio Disney, and mm-hmm. Disney helped produce and make the movie. Right. So I got to go to a premiere of it here in Albuquerque. But then a lot of my... I was there, I think, when I was a kid. Oh, shit. Yeah, I was there. Oh, shit. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. Oh, well... <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> anyways, anyways. Sorry, anyway, anyway, so my... Uh, even though my, my mom's side of the family, they're from Alabama, uh-huh. but growing up, they lived in El Paso. So I have been spending, like, a quarter of my childhood in El Paso. And then, so when that movie came out and El Paso, like put that movie up on the rafters, you know, and they made sure everyone knew what the fucking story was with the, and yeah. you know, especially that scene at the restaurant and in the bathroom oh, yeah, where the dude gets his ass kicked heavy, yeah. and he gets jumped. Yeah. That's a PG movie. I know. Dude, oh, there's a word in there that is yeah. not supposed to be in a PG yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it's like that movie is yeah. absolutely phenomenal. That's my favorite I love that. Movie. I love that movie. It's a good movie. But the reason I, I bring... just rewatched it recently. Oh, yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. So the reason I bring that movie, or like basketball films and up right. in, in general, is sometimes in sports films, whether it's basketball, whether it's like a, like a soccer or whatever, mm-hmm. you can tell oh, where yeah. they obviously miss the shot so many times yeah. because the last shot is just the ball going in the net. Right. It's like this fuck is a good actor but yeah. cannot fucking shoot. Not with this dude. So just yeah. you know what I mean? So were there times like that where you were resetting due to due to people missing? Oh yeah. yeah. Well I mean honestly oh, it's it's so funny. I had my limelight shot. I was supposed to pump fake, homie goes past me, drain a three in in, in, in a big game. And I just, dude, you, we, we were filming at the pit at this point, and oh, we got thousands of extras. Sick. Yeah, a, a, every they're they're watching, and uh, everyone is just waiting on you to make this basket. 
not only do I suck at basketball, but I got these people just like, dude, make this. I want to go home. It's 2 a.m. Yeah, a lot of that. That is of so much. And I mean, you felt a pressure in that moment. Yeah. Like, that's such a, I wouldn't say more than like an NBA finals or anything like that, but like that's such a unique pressure yeah. that NBA players don't right. feel. Because they're playing against the clock. It's like right. that clock's going right. to end whether you make a basket or not. Yeah. No, you have to make it. That <laughs> clock ends when you make a basket. Yeah. yeah. So choose, bitch. Choose. I honestly will own up to the fact what had happened was I was missing so many fucking times. They were like, all right, just do a layup. <laughs> and so they were like, uh, after I don't even know how many takes we did. Uh, they were just like the the basketball coordinators. They were just like, just do a layup, and I was like, all right, fine. I think I made like one or two of the three pointers, um, and I we did a couple takes of the of the layup uh, alternative version. But um, I don't, we'll see which one they use. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, dude, it's, it's you know it's that insane. editor sitting there like this, this motherfucker guy. is not this making guy. the damn basket. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I I got lucky because I only had to do that like a handful of times. Like there were. There are multiple times in the plot that you have to make this, yeah, or have to miss it. You know, it might be in the movie. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's a lot of pressure, and there are legitimately, legitimately like hundreds of extras watching you do this, right? And they are there for however long it takes you to make this basket. And not only that, you know, you got the crew waiting, you got you know your castmates waiting. You're like, come on, dude, make it. Like, what are, we, what are we doing? We definitely had moments where we we're just like, all right, we're lock in. What are we doing? <laughs> like, yeah. that, and uh, what really hammered at home was the like the actual like you know sports coordinators, uh, Mike Fisher. You know, done a bunch of stuff. He's made. He's his job depends on you making it. Like, his job is to make sure this looks real oh, and this looks good. Shit. Yeah. That's and so facts. they're on you. That's why we went through a whole basketball camp. That's yeah. why we did the plays. That's why we did so everything. Because now at some point, it's yeah. like, hey, motherfucker, yeah. what did we just pay you for yeah. Yeah. if old boys aren't making the basket? Yeah. Oh, There were some shit. days where they, we switched castmates for sure. Like, homeboy was supposed to take you. And now, um, all right, switch. You're, 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 you're so-and-so now. Yeah. Yeah, there were those days for sure. Um, it, it's just, you know, at the, end, at the end of the day, it's a project. It's a it's a Dare I say, product too? It needs to be made. No, it's a, a it frame. is a product. Yeah, I, you're in, I don't you're in a think, time frame. So that's the thing. I don't think it's degrading to call these things a product, dude. I, I don't. I don't no. think it is because when because the way I break it down is whether whether you look at like yeah. like the amount of money that like high end actors get paid or like the why the strikes are happening and shit like that. At the end of the day, regardless about how whoever's listening to this, how they feel about millionaires and billionaires, however they feel about them at the end of the day, it's a studio investing millions of dollars into a product. (laughs) And that product needs to net and return on those millions. And so every person that they hire has a key aspect, whether it's 10% or it's fucking 80%. Right, and their yeah. and like in their importance and in their influence, they affect their fucking right. investment. And that's what bugs me about people like 
not bugs me, but just like like irritates me, I guess. But people that that really critique f- movies or like mm-hmm. talk shit about things they really don't have a full grasp on. No, it's like okay, not cool. and me included because I've been that guy too. Like you can be a film critic in your own respect because you've paid to go watch that movie. You have every right now to critique it, but the level in which you do that also recognize that. 90% of people critiquing this product, including myself, have not made multi-million dollar deals. No. No. The I, weight of... And, and I think if anyone... Again, I keep talking shit because it's the fucking truth. But anyone who wants to see the impact of that, look at Warner Brothers Discovery right now. They are fucking bleeding. In the moment, if you... Really, like... I think any comic book fan would really say this that there's never really been a feud between Marvel and DC. But even if there was a feud between those two brands, this is the time to strike. Because in the general consensus, Marvel's on the downturn. This is when DC should be fucking hitting it up and killing it with the movies and the TV shows. But what are they doing? They're fucking bombing. Shout out Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle, God bless. Good, good, Good story worthy being told. I am a devout comic I, book fan. Yeah. You know this by now. Yeah. You're in the studio right now. Yeah. yeah. Guess yeah. what? I didn't see Blue Beetle in theaters. Nerd Central, if you're yeah. listening. Yeah. And this is fucking <laughs> dork city, son. But I didn't uh, see Blue Beetle in theaters. Right. Because I didn't care enough. Nobody did. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people didn't fuck. I saw The Flash in theaters. That was my last... Real bastion for DC. I might go see Aquaman just because I like Jason Momoa and he's a part of like the old Snyder right, right. like echelon. Yeah. But like, I don't know. My, and I'll end it here. My, one of the last nails in the coffin is when they told Henry Cavill, regardless of who is in charge, regardless of who's doing it, the brand and the studio of Warner Brothers told Henry Cavill and The Rock. And I agree and disagree with a lot of what Dwayne Johnson was trying to do with Black Adam because you can't muscle your way through everything. And that's what he did, unfortunately. I didn't see Black Adam. Yeah. No. It, it was not good until the post credit scene when fucking Superman showed up. Oh, yeah. I didn't see And that. they told... So they do the post credits with... Henry Cavill as Superman, mm-hmm. and dude, he fucking shows up, and he's got the curl in his hair, a bright blue, red, yellow symbol. Mm-hmm. They played a mixture of the fucking Hans Zimmer Man of Steel and the John Williams Christopher Reeve theme wow. behind him. Nice. Black Adam, we need to talk. Like, oh shit, I was fucking, oh, I was ready to fuck, dude. I was ready to take down nations after I saw that. But then, so they released that. I saw that Thursday night opening, yeah. whatever, right? Yeah. Or no, I'm sorry. I saw it the week after. But anyway, they released that Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday goes by. Monday morning, because obviously Henry Cavill has a PR team. Monday morning at 9 a.m., he releases a video on Instagram. And he goes, hey, guys, uh, I wanted to give you the weekend to watch Black Adam. But uh, I'm back as Superman. I can't wait to show you what we have in development. This is going to be a great thing. Not even a fucking month goes by and he gets axed. Yeah. It's crazy. How fucking embarrassing. Not only for him. Like, I would be embarrassed. But for the studio. Like, how 
and I and look, man, like I love these properties, and I want David Corn Sweat, and I want the girl I forget her name, but from Marvelous Miss Maisel that's playing Lois Lane. I I forget the actress's name, but I want these guys to do well, and I want their super their Superman movie to do well. I really do. But like, you you not only did you spit in the face of one of the most beloved actors in Hollywood right now, you spit in the face of a multi billion dollar fan base. That was despite of what people felt about Man of Steel, BVS, the Justice League version of Justice League that came out in 2017, they were still willing to ride with these people, with these actors, with these characters, and you were like, nah, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself, bro. It's, I don't know, Warner Brothers fucking... Anyway, we we got on this. I got on this subject because of investment, right? Right. You you want to see a company that's bleeding, look look at Warner Brothers. Right. But for you guys, you know, they're making investment in every person they yeah. put behind the camera in front of the camera and it's again it's really refreshing to hear how much love and importance and really like the like conviction behind this project yeah that's well, really good to hear what what i was going what i was saying when um that's why i didn't take any offense cuz like i i was i was i spent so many takes just trying to make this fucking basket. Like I tried, I, I, I lo- literally lost the amount of times that I, counting how many it takes it took that when they were like, just do the layup, just do the layup. I took no offense to it. Cause it's like, all right, I'm not putting my ego in front of, you know, hundreds, like a thousand people, like yeah. their time. Like that's why I didn't take any offense to, you know, you know, making this thing move on. We got to move on. We have yeah. to move on. Yeah. That was what they said. I took no offense. Like we have to move on. Just do a layup. I took no offense to it, uh, and and then that's why I was like, there, there. It, it, that's when it hit me. It's like this thing is just so much bigger than just you know my big break. The fuck? No. <laughs> yeah, get out of here. What are you talking about? No. There's so much more at, at stake than just you know. How many? How how long am I on the the screen time for? No, there's so much more than that. Yeah. And, you know, you got to understand that that, the ego, I mean, you hear stories of just actors' egos just getting in the way. You know, The Rock, it's in his contract that he doesn't lose a fight. That's wild. No way. Yeah, it's in his contract. He, he can't For what movie? Fight. For what movie? Any movie ever. Any Bullshit. Fa- Fast and Furious. I think that's what it was, the Fast and Furious. He doesn't lose a fight. Regardless, okay. My okay. character, I did not put in my contract. He can't miss a basket. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I do. I miss a lot. <laughs> well, I'm just trying to think through. Like, method actor. The ve- um, <laughs> but yeah, I. That's what I'm saying. It's just like it, there's just it, it's so much bigger than your ego at that point. Oh that, shit! You know, I want to make. I want. We have to move. We have to move on. Yeah. Um, well, and see, dude, if there's anything that I've learned from listening to actors and directors on podcasts, it's that. The lack of an ego mm-hmm. and the emphasis on humility. Right. Obvious. Okay. Obviously, you have to have skill. Yeah. You have to have work ethic. Yeah. Like that is in punctuality. Yeah. Punctuality oh, is the big massive, one. Massive. Right. Yeah, that's the massive, that's the number yeah. one rule, like you just said, right? Mm-hmm. Or a little bit ago, like you just said. But the fact that you were somebody on set that did not let their ego, didn't let their pride get in the way. Right. And you were just talking about how with these indigenous-based films, these Native American-based films, 
how a lot of the same people work in the same projects. Yeah, people switch in and out, but for the most part, you have a lot of the same crew, a lot of the same club of people that are going in and out. So who's not to say in a year and a half, two years, looking to cast and like, hey, I worked on this basketball movie. This kid, Jaron, he was fucking great. We should really get him back. Yeah, it was. I'm Superman. <laughs> I'd say it. You heard it first. I'm Superman. It's whatever. It's cool. And they bring your ass back, yeah. dude. Henry who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Who said uh, Black Superman? Native American yeah, Superman. Brown Superman? Bitch. Yeah. He's, late. Yeah, like, He's late to save you. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that's... That, Cut our losses, go to the next one. That's that's <laughs> the type of shit that's going to keep you getting rehired mm-hmm. and get you recasted. And no, it's, for and sure. it's good that you're and like I've known you be I've known you to be a humble guy now, but I would imagine that going through this experience, like any other life experience that's major, will continue to humble you. Yeah, oh yeah. You know, so it's good to see that you yeah. you took that in stride and you you took it as a benefit right. rather as why the fuck did what do you mean move on yeah no. this is my scene like right, go right. fuck yourself well where i learned that was being in music and you know primarily like once again i'm a, I'm a musician once like yeah most primarily uh i'm dealing with like agents booking agents venues other yeah. bands you know and you know your your time on stage you want to make the most of that yeah, you want to make the you want to make sure you put on the best show possible. Even if you're on a bill with like four other bands, there's just skills that you got to learn when it comes to dealing with that music within the mu- music industry of just how to conduct yourself and professionally. And that's what it is at the end of the day. Like, yeah, it is professionalism, but also it's just basic, just human courtesy and being yeah. cool. Just be how, cool. Just how, be cool. How crazy is it that we live in a day and age where it's becoming a near novel idea? Right. Of just hey, just be cool. Be be cool, Relax. man. Be Relax, a nice dude. guy. Yeah. Hey, look, you were wrong today. Someone right. disrespected you. Okay, you know what? Yeah. Say something about it. But yeah. come on now. Yes, th- for there, real. There is that element which yes you need to have, but also there's this element like have I, have the backbone to stand up for yourself, but yeah. have the self awareness and the humility yeah, to recognize is, yeah. the actual severity of the situation. Right. And if it's not that high, yeah. Calm the fuck. It's that balance, down. though, that we said having that backbone to stand up for yourself. I'm gonna make sure my band puts on the best show possible. I'm not gonna play a Monday or Tuesday night. We're not gonna go first. Like that's just not what we're gonna do. You know, I'm gonna be polite and ask, "Can we do a weekend uh, at like you know the ten slot? Like, what are we doing?" Yeah, I'm gonna make sure we 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 get the best show possible. Well, let's 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 get into that a little bit with your music, dude. Yeah, and yeah, that's and that's sure. what you're bringing up right I now. T- see, I could talk about this. I can go, you know, yeah. unleashed on this. Yeah. Whereas the movie, yeah, I yeah. Might, they might Crystalia me. <laughs> and dude, <laughs> no, dude, that was like almost two and a half hours of solid content right there. Uh, yeah. I just saw it. Not, it, I hate saying content. Solid insight. Product. Yeah. Insight. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. again, because also that's the shit. And this is like, let's have fun now. Like, like, <laughs> like I've yeah. told you, man, this is where I am the most selfish in my life because uh-huh. I only talk to people on this podcast that I actually want to speak right. to. Right. Right. Some episodes better than others, and I like and I choose to take responsibility for how good an episode goes or it doesn't go. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, I'm the host. Right. But at the same time, I choose who fucking comes on here, and I yeah. and that was something I really wanted to get insight on with you because I love film, 
I want to love the film industry and I want to get into it eventually. So having your insight, like to me, that's fucking invaluable. Yeah. So what you just brought up where, so how long has Side Montero been a thing? Uh, Side Montero, the project itself has been around since I want to say 2019. Okay. So uh, you, but, but we, but me, Levi and Aaron have been playing since we were in the third grade. We found Ben in high school, so we've been yeah. playing together for a minute. Uh, we went through a couple band names, like one band name, really poor. I'm not gonna say it, but it was, it's on the last episode. It, it in a be. very, it in a very, no, it is, and I'm oh, forgetting it, it yeah. and it's killing me. But it's crazy. in a very downgraded version of this studio. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when we did this like last year. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. I, was, I forget the fucking name. Don't worry about it. <laughs> But anyway, so, so you now. guys, you guys have been around for about four years now, yeah. and you guys, yeah. Whenever I see you guys playing here in Albuquerque, you guys routine routinely playing as the second feature or the top bill, right. or sorry, the first feature of the top bill mm-hmm. of any show. You guys are extremely talented. You put out good music, and this is a subject that I was talking about with Amanda from the Red Light Cameras. Yeah. Me and her got into it about it because it's a matter of, okay, where does knowing your worth, not only as a person, mm-hmm. but as a musician, where and an entertainer, you know, because you could be an amazing guitar yeah, player. She's, she's a crazy, the, well, wild she's, entertainer. She's yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. But yeah. She is absolutely fucking phenomenal. But, you know, it's like, where is it that you're, like, for your purposes, right? Your skill as a guitar player. Mm-hmm. Where does that meet your skill as an entertainer? Because you right. can be the best fucking guitar player around, yeah. but if you don't have stage don't presence, yeah. if you don't have charisma, right. if you don't have just the fucking tenacity right. to help, not only help elevate your band, but move a crowd, you're going to fuck that up for everybody else. Oh, yeah. So which, which you have, you have stage presence. Your, your ability to actually perform is fucking great. Thank you. Uh, because what I find interesting about watching you play I noticed this for the first time when I saw Vince Sevenfold live. Um, they have a their lead guitarist, Sinister Gates. Yes, he he plays to the crowd. Yeah, but in reality, he's up there, really loving what he's doing. Yeah, he's in his own world. It's and he's shredding insane. and he's loving yeah, it and he's and he's yeah. fucking killing it yeah. right. And I think you fall into that category. I think Johnny from the slums falls into that category where you guys are talented, you're great, but you're also up there doing what you fucking right. love. And people right. people can see that talent and they latch onto that yeah. because they see something like, oh, he loves guitar as much as I love poetry, as much as right. I love woodworking, as much as I love working on cars. And like they... People like you have the ability to radiate that, right? So it's like, okay, where does your skill and your entertainment ability coincide? Where do they apex? Okay, great. And now the rest of the band is on that same wavelength. You guys are elevating each other. Okay, awesome. And now you guys have a resume, whether it's your discography or it's your um, your history of shows. Mm-hmm. You can now go to a venue whether they're in state or out of state, like you just said, and you're like, hey, um, what's Friday at 9.30? Yeah. What does Friday at 10 look yeah. like? What does Saturday at 10.15 look For like? Sure. Because we are at that level, right. and we're going to... 
Because again, just like we were talking about with the um, the studios, they're making a multi-million dollar investment on you guys. Right. These venues, not as big as a dollar amount, but they're still betting on you guys yeah. bringing people yeah, in because yeah. you're going to up their uh, cover charge. Right. You're going to up their liquor sales. You're going to up their food sales, probably in that order. So yeah. then, yeah. you know, they're not going to bring in a shitty act twice. No. And if you want to return to a venue, if you want to make a good uh, name for yourself in a brand new city, in a brand new state, yeah. you got to bring the fucking heat. So That's, if you're going to ask yeah. for a prime time slot on, on Friday or Saturday, you guys have the ability to do that, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So as you're, as you're rising and, and, and Side Montero has been building up, how, do you feel like the confidence has come with you or do you feel a little bit of that imposter syndrome where it's like, okay, okay, even I might not feel it, but this is the way it is. So I'm going to act like it. No, that's the way it is. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the way it is. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it, the band and the music is something I can for sure, you know, tie our names to me. Like, yeah, we're, this is us. We're, we're doing this. this is, we're proud of this. This is our standard, uh, you know. We don't, you know, go out of our go out of our way to like you know treat anybody poorly or or think that we're above anybody or, or you know be cocky or assholes or anything like that. But yeah, like we we know what we stand for and we know like our our level of ability is. And you know, we've been in the scene for a minute now, and. Uh, not only that, but like we've we've toured, we've gone out of this place, which I think is probably the most important thing that a band from Albuquerque can do, is to realize, oh, we're not that good. <laughs> yeah, we need to get out of here and realize and understand and not quit lying to ourselves that like you can sell out or you can play a crazy kick-ass show at at downtown or you know wherever. But once you get out of here and realize that like yeah, you're not that really good. You're not that good. <laughs> That's only going to make it's, you better. I I would yeah. I would push back on that. It's not that you guys aren't that good. Right, right. It's that there are a lot of people at the same right, level right. as you. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like um, I hate to dumb it down this way, but it's like you're playing because I, I absolutely adore Guitar Hero Three as a kid. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's too. like you're That's starting. Why I, play, I started playing guitar because of Guitar Hero. Yeah, 2 it's like, and Guitar Hero. Just the whole the whole. It's like you start out. Playing, yeah. You're playing the bar. Okay, you're playing the small venue. Yeah. Okay, you're at the theater. Yeah. You're at the amphitheater. Okay, yeah. you're at the stadium. Now you're yeah. fighting the fucking devil. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Guess what? He won a couple times too. <laughs> yeah. So, so you know, it's not it's not saying that you guys aren't good. It's just that right. there are a lot like yeah. you. Yeah. How bad do you want it? How yeah. what's your work ethic like? But then also, there's an element of how lucky you're going to be, and you'll right. find that out in time. Yeah, for sure. Obviously. But so as you guys have traveled out mm -hmm. and you've been to other states, yeah. played outside venues, oh, yeah. and you've been humbled, you as a performer, what keeps you going? Well, that's the thing is it's like what a lot of people don't know is like, yeah, if you see us on a weekend, like when we play, like, yeah, you'll see like, yeah, it's a big show. It's like a lot of, a lot of people there. We, we do our best to put on a good show. Um we've eaten shit a lot and that I feel like that's what's holding back a lot of artists here and not, not just here, but just like in general, it's like, you need to eat shit. You need to fail. You need to, to 
you know, not do well. That's how you grow. And what I think a lot of people get caught up in is it's like, yeah, we're the shit. You know, we're 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 doing this. Like it's just what we do. And it's like, okay, are you you're comfortable? So you just you've gotten complacent. Yeah. No, you need to push yourself and you need to push your 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 band in a, in a direction that's only going to make you guys better and in turn and in return make your scene better. Because yeah. you know, you if you keep raising the the standard of of a performance and the standard of your music. The music and the, and the, the uh, you know, your live performance, you know, those, those can be two different things. But at the end of the day, you know, you want to do good. You want to do well. You need to get out of here and you need to experience what it's like to eat shit. Shit. I mean, you can eat shit here uh, downtown. Yeah, for sure. We've done that. <laughs> We've done that. I think in, our, in our, the latest music video we put out for our latest single, the opening scene is the first ever Launchpad show we've ever played. And there's one person in the crowd. Is that out right now? It's out right now, yeah. I think we dropped it about a month ago. What the fuck? I looked Sandbox. at your page, and the yeah. last thing that I saw was the 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 uh, the sister recap. Yeah, which I want I wanted to tell you that before we recap. In, oh, b- dude. B- before you mean cap? Yeah, yeah before <laughs> yeah. before we finish this episode, like I wanted to say, like that sister yeah. show. Was great because I, yeah, I was yeah, there. Was cool. Yeah, I, yeah, I was yeah. there when it happened. Yeah. But the actual like the video that right. was comprised of that mm-hmm. came out exceedingly well. Thank you. Yeah, like that was Thank really you. well done. Thank you. Yeah, I mean personally, I love my favorite bands live shit. Like I, I live for live videos, pro shots. Like you know how a band does their opener how a band you know just conducts himself in a like a a, their whole set like i love that and 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 i was like no one here has ever done that no one here has ever comprised a full set uh pro shot well-produced video like that and i was like why not? wait what what who says no what are there does those the venue say you can't do that yeah. No, just set the cameras up. Yeah, set the cameras. Get the get the audio. <laughs> get it. Get it. Mix and mastered. Nobody says you can't do that. And that that's funny you bring that up. Were you going into Sister thinking that? Yeah. Oh yeah. I was like, okay. no, we're filming this. This is this is going to be our you know, our our start of like higher value production content and quality because no one here's ever really done that. Like, first off, name a band or like a name an act or name somebody that's like literally like made it like quote unquote made it out of Albuquerque. The biggest one. Some people right now are in the head. The Shins. No, I mean, I guess maybe they don't even claim here anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there, there might there might be some and, you know, good for them. And, you know, I'm happy. But quote unquote, like to actually in this this. Uh, era of the Albuquerque Renaissance post COVID, nobody's really done it. Nobody's really made it. Nobody's like making well, moves. It, well, here's well, I would like push, like like major moves. I, I'm talking okay, major okay, moves, major yeah. moves. No, but yes. there are, and you're one of them, obviously. But there are a few bands in this yeah. city. Oh yeah, absolutely. That, like, and that's why. Again, aside from just like, because the way I see podcasting. And doing this podcast is like, mm-hmm. yeah, we're we're like having a good conversation and right. we're having a deep conversation, and I'm learn- I'm getting like a secondhand education, which I love, but at like a most base level, 
somebody just agreed to hang out for the next one to three hours. <laughs> yeah. That's so fucking yeah. cool. Yeah. I, I yeah. think that, I feel like the most blessed man on the yeah. planet. I and mean, that's so cool. Yeah. But then when I get to talk to people like you, these like entertainers that I know are going to make it, mm-hmm. I feel like, again, this is the most selfish part of my life. Right. I feel blessed because I know that in five to 10 years, yeah. I'm going to look at the fucking Spotify top, 50 top 25 top 10 whatever you name it and then i'm gonna look at who's selling out these stadiums who's selling out whatever right and i'm gonna say oh shit yeah yeah dude i talked to jaron like eight years ago for the third time on the podcast in the new studio oh shit yeah leroy from the slums yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. no he's one of i know of course i know him i've got these guys in my phone and it's like I get a front row seat right now and I'm seeing you guys in like that grind era mm-hmm. and I'm seeing you guys in that stage in your life where it's like how bad do you fucking yeah. want this? Well, it's the same it's the same element of, you know, these indigenous stories being made and told. You look at these movies that that are out now, like whoa, this is an insane story. This has been here this entire time. We're making these movies now. They're doing well. They're doing it. They're, they're, they're performing. Yeah. yeah, it's been here. It's been here the whole time. It's been here. <laughs> it's been here before Hollywood even started. It's been here. The talent here in, in New Mexico. Yeah, that's it, just what it yeah. is. It's, just, it's the same thing. It's just the lack of exposure is just, you know, it hurts. It, it not hurts, but stifles the 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 trajectory that, that an artist here can come, come out of. Well, it's one of the only positive things that i see out of like the well out of the hyper left movement politically but 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 certainly like but certainly like the like the liberal side of things Mm -hmm. like i think there's a difference between liberals and hyper left okay the hyper left are the extremes but they still advocate for people of color and for oppressed individuals to get their time and this is one of the highlights of their cause Mm -hmm. of their speech of their movement is these things are getting made right we just did a whole sec a whole you know conference about the netflix project you've done and then your band you know you guys are gonna get uplifted not because they have a a native american guitar player or a front man because you guys are fucking talented you're fucking talented dude and i'm telling you man like you guys fucking red light cameras yeah. Um. Slum, slums of Harvard. There's a the, lot of good The here. fucking yeah. mango cakes. Yeah. If they can, like, and I've told them this to their face. I've said that. I have said this to their face. If they can find a way to condense, mm-hmm. because there's like 15 million of them on stage at one time. <laughs> if they can find a way to condense, compact, right. continue to put out music and go forward, right. they're gonna be amazing. Sure. Yeah. No. Well, they're but, all. Yeah. But again, for right now, all of you guys are amazing hometown acts right. that are starting to branch out yeah. and getting no, you out need there. You need, and, you need to get and, out of here. That's... And the and the fact that one of the biggest names in the Albuquerque music scene is Amanda, a mm-hmm. woman, mm-hmm. like that that shows, I think, to the public that it's like, oh no, these fucks are talented and it's not just the dudes. It's not just the women. No. It's not just the people of color. Yeah. It's everybody. Yeah, so again, I feel proud to know you guys. I feel yeah. proud to fucking be able to talk to you guys right now. And 
as your as like specifically you as your career continues whether it's acting musician all of it coming together dude we're gonna talk in five years yeah. you know yeah man we just did this movie and i we just sold out this theater yeah. we just sold out this you know whatever and it's like this is the life we talked about yeah you're not gonna be in your loft i can tell you that right now, <laughs> dude. you're gonna be in a that's yeah, big. You know, you mean high rise, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's it, it's awesome to see all yeah. this shit, man. So no, it's cool. Yeah. It's, so it's cool. for Side Montero, one thing I want to kind of highlight, you mm-hmm. know, and really like kind of get into a little bit is your guys's writing style. Yeah. Because you guys are like this. I listen to your music and I see a weird mixture of Tammy and Paula, but then also Red Hot Chili Peppers. And it's it flows very well, but I can't like I can't pin you to a tack board. Yeah. Like I can't sure. really like narrow that down. Mm-hmm. So um uh what's your your, your guys song Honey Stick? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So writing that song, that's one of my uh, favorites for sure. Thank you. Thank you. That was, so that's a fun one. <laughs> so what what was writing that like? Uh I mean, it's funny you mentioned that cuz like literally anybody that has ever like tried to talk to us about like our sound and like our you know direction, they always say, "I can't put a pin in it." What like it's like this and this and this. Every interview we've ever done, it's like, "I don't I can't get it." Yeah, and it's strange. Yeah. It's it's like this. Yeah. You tap into this weird, like psychedelic, right. kind of, but not kinda. really no, psychedelic. Yeah, it's yeah. wavy, like psychedelic, yeah. but doesn't get esoteric. Right. But then it's, 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 it's wherever. If hard rock is here mm-hmm. and soft rock is here, yeah, you guys are like there, and you move around yeah. still. It's yeah. just strange. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't think really any of us would go for the psychedelic wave. Um, and I think what's cool about our band is we, you can definitely tell that there are four different bandmates in the band that have an equal amount of input. That's why you can't de- define what the sing- singular sound is. Everybody has their own input. Everybody has their own, you know, tastes and and inspirations and it translates to what you listen and like for me personally i like a lot of indie alt stuff a lot of guitar based stuff aaron likes a lot of soulful you know uh r&b hip-hop uh you know that 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 sort of vibe Levi and and Ben Ben is a freaking music and composition major from UNM. He's doing his masters right now at a uh, uh, CU Boulder. He's he does a lot of jazz. He does a lot. That's of, the bass player, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. He, he does upright bass. He does electric bass. He does bowed bass. He does everything. No, he does not. Crazy. No yeah, shit. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he that's does. crazy. He does everything. Yeah, he's by far like the most talented one in the band. <laughs> But yeah, he does. He does everything. He does everything. Uh, mm-hmm. Levi. Levi does his own. Um, he has his own input in, in the group, um, and and his his genres. And that's why you can't put a nail in our sound, and you can't nail us to like blank meets blank. It's like yeah, kind of, but also there's you know a lot of other bands that go into our sound. Yeah. Um. So for for Honeystick, for example, 
the the song that we released at or we recorded at Rio Grande Studios with Kenny um maybe about less than a year ago. He is one of my most desired. I don't like talking oh, yeah, I don't, cool. I don't cool. like talking about it on air. No. I have a I have a list of people that uh-huh. I haven't hit yet that right. I'm like I want you. Yeah, no, and I'm and, sure I'm, and I'm gunning done. for you. I'm sure you'd be done. Yeah. And you, I know you guys talked about him. Yeah, the cool. slums have talked about him. And I'm like, this is well. The he dude. does all the slums songs. Yeah. We yeah. we've only done honey. St- oh, actually, and uh, well, you Nomad. you you yeah. mentioned you mentioned him to me like off camera. I think we were at Anodyne or something. Maybe, we were probably yeah. at Anodyne. Probably. I'm gonna uh, go there right now. Hey, pull up. I'm gonna beat your monkey ass. <laughs> and um, but yeah, I've heard a lot of great things about him. And yeah. uh, no, he yeah, he's yeah. He's, 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 he's one great, of my most great wanted. producer. Um, yeah. What a lot of people won't tell you about working with producers and and with him especially is he's very very like opinionated and he he's the type of producer that's been doing this for so many years and decades that you know he's found his his stride he's found his what works for you know him. Um, I'm very hands on. And uh, everything that we put out, I'm hovering above your shoulder, if not doing myself. So that's why when we work with like someone like that, like you, you work with them, like for sure. You work with producers that are, you know, this is my way. This is how we're gonna do it, and you just kind of go along with that. And then yeah. you work with producers that are like, yeah, it's up to you, man. You can do whatever you want. Like maybe, maybe, yeah, that could be cool. And there's a, a good balance of. No, this sounds good. Let's yeah. let's do this. There let's needs this. to be yeah. right because yeah. it's like at the end of the day, yeah. especially with bands like you guys right. or like the Slums, whoever it is, like you haven't yeah. been doing it for ten years. Right, you haven't been doing it for fifteen years. Right. You haven't met a plethora of producers. Mm-hmm. You kind of need that like that sage figure to be like, I know what sound you're doing. Here's how it sounds the best. A little bit. Here's a little bit, where a little it bit. can get engineered. Right. Here's where I can help. Yeah. Like that that input, I'd imagine yes. it could be invaluable. It's valuable. It's, I, we, we value every producer we worked with. And, 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 you know, mind you, we've, yes, we've only been recording for maybe a handful of like, I don't know, like nine, seven years, ten years, almost a decade uh, of working with everybody within that spectrum. And I've, I've just found that there are some groups that work better with somebody at the helm like Kenny. And there are other groups that, that work better that no, no, I'm going to bet out. No, we're doing our, we're doing, no, us. We're like, we're, we're still working on finding that balance. Yeah. Um, and that's, it's no slight to any of the, like, you know, any producer style that, you know, you work with, like, you know, you may work with somebody you that that's more, uh, hands-on or you know let, lets you do you more that your own thing you know i'm not talking shit about any any producers or any any sim, any work styles um but I, I i'm just talking i can only talk about what works best for the, my band and what like work works best for me um and that that's definitely more so like we want to make sure like what we put out is our vision and what our vision is is best, you know. I guess articulated by us, if that makes sense. Uh, so we want to make sure the guitar that we play is the one that we want to be heard. The drum sounds that we we create are the ones that want to be heard. Um, that's just us. So for that song, Honey Stick, um, 
we wrote, we took a while, we took a while to write it actually. Uh, we wanted to experiment more with like melodic hooks, uh, more time breaks, more guitar solos and breakdowns, I guess. And so that, that, that song is a pretty good, um, I guess amalgamation of, of what we were going for at that time. Um, you know, as all artists do, they all shift their sounds, they all shift, you know, writing styles, but in that song in particular, we knocked it out in, I think, like a day at Kenny's studio. Um, so it was look, really cool. I, I love, don't, don't get me wrong. I will say Kenny, Kenny's studio has, he's got the nicest shit. He's got the nicest production. He's, he's, he's got really quality stuff. Um, and th- he he he's amazing to work with and the, i'm i'm super happy how it turned out like I, yeah. don't get me wrong i love that song and i love the whole experience that came with him uh, and working with him we'll work with him for sure for sure again he did the live at sister Simon montero live at sister audio oh, he's done a bunch of other stuff that's awesome you know like yeah so one of the things i think we can close out on is what is so the writing process and the thought process in general mm-hmm. behind where you were at at Honey Stick and now, how has that right. changed? A uh, little bit more maturity when it comes to songwriting. Um, you know, granted, we, we okay, I think we've only put out like, I don't know, a handful of songs since that, but we were, we are working on, Cy Montero is working on a new album cycle, maybe, I don't know, we'll see. Uh, we got, yeah, we're working on a bunch of new songs. Um, and I think, it's just kind of a actualization of like what we want to create and what, how we want to make it happen. Uh, that's the difference. You know, back then we were just kind of like, we just need to get it down. We just need to get this song tracked. Now it's like, we have a vision for a whole project. We've all matured in different ways. You know, we've all graduated college. We've all gotten in relationships. We've all gotten out of relationships. We've all grown up or, you know, 20 you know four plus now and it's it's just a different stage of life where you write new you write what you know you know and right now we're writing about the navigating young adulthood (laughs) you know back then we were writing about girls or you know whatever (laughs) whatever whatever whatever, yeah and now i can like there's there's some good stuff coming hell yeah wait yeah it's coming well listen man this is Everything I expected to be, and a shit ton more. No, seriously, <laughs> yeah, same, this, same. this yeah. has been so one of my favorite of this year for yeah. sure. I normally tell a guest or two <laughs> that afterwards, but this right. is legit one of the best Likewise. I've done this year. Like this I, is, I've had fun. I've had yeah. a lot of fun. Thank you. I'm glad to hear that, man. Yeah. And I want to have you back when we get the new studio going in, in February. Um, yeah, yeah, we're moving out of here. We're go. I am advocating, and Joey, if you're listening to this, because we're splitting. So, because um, I I think you met a few of them when you first came through with with Aaron. Right. Like uh, I'm here right. with Joey, David, and Springer. Yeah. Um. So me, Joey, and his chick, we're gonna move, and then David Springer and his chick, they're gonna move, just because like that's how life is going right now. We all love living together. Right. It's just how life is going. I'm advocating that we go to the east side because I like the northeast heights. But yeah, you know, we'll see how it turns out. We might go to Ventana Ranch. You know, we'll see how it is. But uh, whenever we get the new the new studio set up, um, definitely have you back, dude. 
We'll run this back. We're yeah. going to run this back a few times. Oh, yeah. I know that for a damn fact. Yeah. Um, before we get out of here, where can people find you on social media? Where are people behind the band? Um, is there any, re- like, you can't say release oh. dates for the movie, right? No. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think so. So where where can people find Side Montero and find you on social media? Uh, you can find Side Montero all streaming plat- platforms. Uh, you know, look us up Instagram, all that good stuff. I really get a pee. Res Me ball, too. Netflix. <laughs> it's been fun. Good stuff. Appreciate it. Only Keys Podcast. Woo! We out.